All right, y'all. We are live once again. It is no panties after dark. So we want to uh, let's go check out Facebook and let everybody know that we're here. Go check out YouTube. Remember, folks, y'all can check us out on YouTube at No Panties After Dark. You can also check us out again, Facebook, uh, No Panties After Dark Show. Uh, let's see, Spotify, right? No Panties After Dark Show. Uh, Instagram, No Panties AD, right? Check us out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I did not uh, start a live for ig but i may uh get into doing that here in a second but how's y'all's week been who want to go first how's y'all's week been um mine's pretty eventful you know i, I was busy all weekend i've been doing i was working a lot hung out with some friends um uh, met some interesting cool people so i had a good weekend yeah there you go hung out with some friends see i knew you could have looked at the show but it's all good <laughs> I told <laughs> yourself. All right, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. What's up, Gigi? How was your week? It was uh again, it was a tough week, but one good thing about it is I did celebrate my birthday. Um Woo-hoo. Sunday. Happy birthday. Weekend. Thank you. Well, for the rest of the July, I'm gonna be celebrating. So <laughs> how old are you? How old are you? 30? You just turned 30? Mm-hmm. Yes, shut you up. Black don't crack. At all. That's what I'm saying. Look at y'all. Look at y'all see that? Looking, y'all not see a day over th- looking not a day over 25, just turned 30. Okay. Exactly. I tried. <laughs> Thank y'all. What about you, That's y'all? Y'all need to share the vibe. I don't know. Oh, I, huh? I, I had a decent weekend. You know, I, I, I went out of town and um, I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, it was cool. It was cool. It was my first time out there. And you know, I went out there and I felt, I felt the ancestors. Ooh. You know, I felt the energy. Now, but you know, it, it was dope. Um, I remember we were down on Greenwood, uh, right there outside of the the museum, and I was out there with my uh, son. It was just me and my son standing there, and my son, my youngest, is um, uh, nine years old. He'll be ten later this year. And I'm sitting there talking to him, telling him about what occurred here. You know, the story of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921. And, you know, it was a couple of people that walked by and they were like, yeah, bro, keep doing that. Keep doing that up. And I said, you know, if, if I don't. If I don't tell them. You know, I can't I, I can't trust the schools to tell them. Right, right. You know? We didn't learn about this as well. Um, Exactly, because re- y'all gotta remember that t- the Tulsa massacre—they only even acknowledged it since the '80s. It was like the first time it even was acknowledged right. that it happened yeah. outside of the people that knew. So you know, that's that's just a kind of a crazy thing when you really look at it, and right. um, it's kind of wild that 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 that's a thing. But you know, we have to we have to be the ones to make sure that we pass that information on. Um, to make sure that we we inform others, Absolutely. those that come past us, right. uh, you know, uh, 
we we got to make sure that they know, man. I I, exactly. I don't believe in running around tearing down ta- statues and stuff like that because that stuff doesn't bother me. Because here's the facts: if in fact we leave that stuff up, then guess what? We are doomed to follow the same path again. Why? Because exactly. there won't be there won't be anything yeah. there to remind us of what happened. Right. Right. And we can't right. trust books and historians and stuff like that because, uh, you know, the 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 traditional uh, media out there, they're not going to they're not going to, you know, share that story. So with that in mind, you know, we got to be the ones to pass on that torch. And so it was a dope time out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, hey, I see some people, more and more people jumping on. Make sure y'all give us a shot. When y'all come on the show, let me tell y'all something. Okay, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on LinkedIn, whether you're on uh, 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 IG or whatever, because um, we are live uh, as of right now on IG. I don't care where you at. Make sure you chime in and say what's up All right, right. and i'm interacting comments. in the comments i'm in the go. comments what's up Facebook. jake so I'm, right. hey, I'm gonna oh, share right there that's a dope brother right there hey appreciate you fam absolutely so um with that being said hey we're gonna go ahead and jump right in and do the timeline review but first 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 Let's go ahead and let them know we're here. Celebrate your queen, elevate your king. Celebrate. Celebrate your queen, elevate your king. Elevate. Celebrate your queen, bro. Elevate. Celebrate your. She looks like it. 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 What's the deal? What's the deal? Like a chocolate candy. Tell me how you feel. How you feel? She looks like it. 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 What's the deal? What's the deal? Like a chocolate candy. Tell me how you feel, how you she feel. Looks like him. Yeah. Vote Senator Mac. Just because, bro. I'm just saying. She All right, so. Yes, yeah, she was out the chain. Vote Senator Mac. I uh, wonder who all voted. <laughs> that would be funny. Like I was trying you know to share. You know what we know? Is if in fact they would go down the list and and show the list of everyone who voted for Senator Mac uh, after she did that that whole thing. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. I would. That would be hilarious. That would right. be hilarious. Hey, What's up, I'm Kenny sure it was Thomas? people that voted for her. Absolutely. What's up, Kenny Thomas? What's up, Trey Jackson? What's up, family? Hey, like he said, got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> this was up. All right, so look, timeline review. This is where we actually go to our own timeline and um, we chop it up and show some of the stuff that we've been posting on our own No Panties After Dark timeline. This is the uh, greatest, livest uh, relationship show uh, in the world. So we want to go ahead and show this timeline here. So anything special, specific that I should be going to, uh, ladies? Um, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I was snagging on my Mac in this last weekend, so I ain't really posted as much as I normally post. But it's a few things in there. Man, man, but she went out with friends. Well, you know, I was posting some couple things. So anything, <laughs> I'm I'm game for anything. So look, look, let's see, let's see what we got here. What is this? I've made a sandwich at 3 a.m. after a job well done. What say you, ladies? Are you getting up and getting that man a sandwich, or nah? 
Baby J says, if a man is paying the bills and taking care of your needs, then making him a sandwich at 3 a.m. shouldn't be an issue if he asks. I mean, so what? Y'all saying I'm, no? I'm saying, like, I have actually gotten up and made a sandwich. Remember that right. Jamia song, A Sandwich and a Soda? It was mm-hmm. a job. Well done. That brother earned that shit. I was like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need me to fluff your pillow? Let me go. I, I was. If we already up, no. I, I surely don't my mind. ass to the kitchen. Made that man a sandwich. Got him a soda. Like you need, got the warm rag. All of that. Job well done. I'm gonna do all of that. Job well done. What, what, you, was, a, what, was, a, what was a warm rag for? What was a warm rag for? We, we, we was being grown. It was. Oh, okay. did a, did mean, that's what I was thinking. I was we, thinking we was that's what the, wrong, the, the the warm rag was for. So so. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to do it. So let's see. All right, wait, or T, you can mention them after breakfast sex uh, waffles that Risha got on her blog. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna do that next time. I'm right. GG, GG, are you getting up at 3 a.m. if your man asks for a sandwich? Oh, we're already up. But if I'm asleep, no, 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 no. What? No, I'm telling you. Ask me a question. I'm answering. If I'm asleep. My answer is get your no. Why your fat ass eating that? And it's three o'clock in the morning. Don't you got to go to work in the morning? Hold but on, if we already up, uh, uh, no, hell no. Why he got to be a fat ass? Three o'clock in the morning. Anyway, he if we woke up at three o'clock in the morning and we not, if everybody sleep, he just up watching TV and want a sandwich. Want me to get up and fix it? Then he a fat ass. We fat bitching it. But if we not fat bitching, if we already up. And we didn't have some grown up relationships and stuff. No, I don't mind. Of course not. But if I'm sleep, I'm not getting up out of my sleep when he can get up on his two. He got two hands, two functioning feet, and two functioning legs, and go in there and make his own sandwich. If I'm asleep, if I'm not asleep, that's something different. But if I'm asleep, why would I wake up and go make a sandwich? I'm just saying. Uh uh. We're not that big. You got to stick it up and get that brother some nourishment. Yeah, he might be he starving, baby. He just got home from unless he work. just got off work. If he just got off work, that's something different. But if he well, not man. Off, all these stipulations, just leave his plate in the microwave, okay? Just leave there we go. Microwave. Period. That's love, right? That, there. We that's don't love. have to right. love. Absolutely, that's love. love. Yes, I'll <laughs> definitely do that. I'll have no problem doing that. Okay, so here, let's peep this. This is uh, nine questions to ask on a first date. According to divorce lawyers, right? So mm-hmm. let's 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 peep what this is all about. We're gonna learn something um, today. Yeah. Right. When when was the last time you talked to your siblings or parents? Okay. Nine. Hold on. This is nine questions to ask on the first date. I don't think you, you should be asking about nobody's siblings or parents. I think that's no, a question that's you a shouldn't date. ask. On a, if that's, that's a deal breaker, then you're not gonna want to date me. I mean, I put it this way. If you speed dating and you trying to hurry up and figure out who this person is, okay, I get it. Because, you know, you ask certain right. questions about their family, things of that nature. You're going to learn real quick as to who that person is. You know, if right. you ask him about his mama and he say, man, that bitch is crazy. Then right then and there, man, you probably don't want to date him. You don't want to date right. him. Because, you know, he, he I want to know, do you love your mama? Do you love your mama? <laughs> if you love your mama, then we good. Do you believe in happily ever after? I think that's a good dating first date question. That's a Which good one. Think? That is. Because, you know, you don't want to waste your time with somebody who doesn't believe in that if that's what you want. Like, and we that, know this ain't going to go nowhere. Right. 
And don't he? And exactly. They don't. If they don't want to get married, some people don't want to get married. Those are things that you need to know up front. If you're just mm -hmm. looking to date for the rest of your life, then obviously it's gonna be the last date. Exactly. Exactly. So I I think that's a good. Now, are you married? Right. Now, I think that you should probably ask that before mm -hmm. the first date. That that's Listen. just me. Listen, I learned that lesson. I learned that lesson the right. hard way. The hard way. I think and, we should uh, add to that list. Do you date trans women or anything like that? Um, she just gonna make me because if you feel like way. dating, you date trans women or any type of thing like that, or women that who were born men. Um, to me, that's a deal breaker. And you wouldn't believe how many what if, men out What there. about what if he dates? women that were born women that are now men then those are trans men those aren't so trans no, women. no trans he can't he can't date no he can't be no new world order dude at all no not for me <laughs> not she for said, me she said if you was messing around with the clay coochie she don't want me <laughs> so gumby gumby is out of the question you can't date no, no clay <laughs> wait a minute who said clay the clay, y'all don't watch my, y'all don't watch just molded it together. They used to rise, like brush the whole. You ain't never watched Funky the Neva, he'll tell you my coochie made of clay. Who mm. huh? that's a whole that's a conversation for another show. You might need to, you might need to send it. <laughs> yeah, you might need to go show, look at that, right? Okay, yeah, so what do you love that. most about your job? That's number four. I think that's a good dating question. That's a good question. Right. Do, you, do you have a job, right? Right, do you have a job. Are you employed? Well, I mean, yeah, you. Some people I, I are. That should be. That should be yeah. like a sub sub. How you? How do you right get? Here. How do you get? Some people you most retire about, or hey, retire in my age group. Some people like who are who went to the military for 25, 20, 25 years. They may be retired already. So, do, are you retired? Okay. So retired. Yeah. So that's a, okay. So how do you get your money? Right. How do you get your right. money? That's do you have money coming in? Well, if you that's ask all him, I need what know. do you love most about your job? Then you know he. That should bring out all of that, right? If you know, unless right, he, right. what do you yeah, love most about the yeah, job? Um, you know, the fact that I don't have one—that's what I love most. <laughs> <laughs> I live a life of leisure. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, don't come to my house. My mama be there. You know, you got to come after Shit. four. She goes to work. <laughs> no, you know, I dated that. a drug hey. dealer before, and I didn't know I was dating a drug dealer until like after we had been like on several dates. So how do you get your money? That's an yeah. I learned lots of lessons the hard did, way. Did, that's did a good he, question. Did he, uh, did he? I mean, so he didn't dress. He he didn't have drug dealer tendencies the, along the way. No, was, no, you know, he was real cool. Like he courted me. He was real cool. But this is how I found right. out. We were going somewhere, and he uh, we were he stopped at a red light, and he reached over, opened up the glove box, and pulled out a bat phone, and made a deal, mm. and was like, "I'm gonna oh. go drop you off at the crib. I gotta go handle some business." A, a bat oh. phone. Not yeah, the, the burner, the burner phone, the burner phone, the burner, okay, yeah, the little, yeah. yeah, the little prepaid phone, and that's when okay. I realized, like, I was like, okay, hold on, this man is more than just right. a rapper, he and, and he had a nice apartment, and I was like, he's a rapper with a nice apartment in a nice Period. car. I was like, this is how he's getting his money. I didn't see him no more. Right. Wow. wow. Sneak in your window at your mom's house. Shout out to Kim Nardi. <laughs> hey, Shout Kim. out Lena Walker. Shout out Trey Jackson. Shout out, Mr. Esoteric Concepts. Hey, everybody. Whole family hey, here. John. Shout out, shout out, Brandon Love. Shout out, Courtney Peoples. That's what's Hey, up. everybody. Welcome. Uh, so, I, so I don't understand this one. 
do you know who Johnny Carson is? Like, I don't get that one. Basically, okay, find you a way know to ask how old they are. Old but shouldn't you just ask them how old they are? <laughs> because, but wait a minute. Now, people don't always tell the truth because remember, we talked about this last week. We did talk I about that. that guy. Cool. I went right. out with that guy and he told me he was 26, no, 36, and he was 42. And I was 26. Hey. That's what's yeah, that is right. It's right. It's right. Look in uh in in Louisville. Yes. All right. I'm gonna barter. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the barter system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she, she does she does but, hair right. She she do dress. Yes. Yeah. she did oh. that. The new the flyer, the other flyer, the alternate one. She made that for us. Oh. Hey, yeah. Leonard. Hey, we we want to buy that from you. Okay. Get her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um look yeah, uh, let's talk about the age question. Say. So do you consider yourself a good communicator? Everybody um, say always yes says they, they are, but they're that doesn't say yes. They don't I mean, say if they're yes, answering so all your questions, question. then you kinda wouldn't you kind of get that if they're answering all your questions? Do you consider yourself a good communicator? No, people you kind of figure that out, right? Thing. People usually give you a representation of what they want you to see versus what's the real especially on the first couple of dates or whatever, you're first getting to know each other. So, like, everyone will say, yeah, I'm a great communicator, of course. But that don't, okay. you ain't gonna really find that out until you start seeing that person later on yeah, in the... So, in, I mean, in as as remember, in the beginning, in the beginning, we meet the, the avatar, right? Right, yep. the, exactly. The yep, yeah. exactly. Your best exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> we meet the avatar. So, let's see, mm -hmm. James you Crawford says... I'm yes, a work in progress when it comes to communication. Well, shoot, you should tell all your dates to uh, meet you at No Panties After Dark because you be communicating like a mug on here. So, right. Uh, exactly. exactly. He's one of my so favorites. Tell them to meet you at No Panties After Dark on Wednesdays. That's where you have your dates. <laughs> hey, you know what? That would be dope. Have a live date. We should do that. We should do that. Yes. That's what's up. Hey, okay, how's let's, your let's last relationship now this right here, this right here is a serious question. Like, yeah, how did your last relationship question. end? That one right there is that's a big one, right? Yeah, that's a, but it's again, like false representation. They're gonna tell you one thing, but you're not gonna always find out the truth until you actually are with that person. Yeah, I mean, that you know, you put two and two together, but you can't they, put they two tell two you together. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, they tell you yeah. that their last um lady was um uh you know murdered or something and then they just got out of jail for 12 years Ooh, but they Jesus. said it wasn't them you know maybe maybe just maybe you know their last relationship didn't end too well and um you know you might not want <laughs> you know what i can't <laughs> stay away from men who are widows i don't like widows because that always make me think that maybe he killed his wife for some damn insurance money or some shit and he had a temper or, but you know what I did? did a widow a long time ago, and he wasn't over her ass, and like he like he was buying me stuff and paying bills, and then all of a sudden, he would just go like get reclusive and just you know start tripping out about his dead wife and stuff. And then um, another lady that I knew, a friend of mine, she had kind of went out with him before. And she said he did the same thing. So like I don't have to. I I just can't. I feel like I don't want to deal with that and. <laughs> you got, I tell you, you got a lot of stipulations. I nobody dealing with got stories. She got, she got a lot of stipulations. You should, you should just come with a DG. You should just come with a list. Like, just you should just bring a list. Have that mug laminated and just like. 
before you even say anything, just drop it on the table like a menu. <laughs> but you know what? I can't remember the name of it, but it was a show back in the day. And somebody, they had like a whole list of stipulations. It was a dating show. When I remember it, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it. It was chili. Chili from chili. Um, that's you. chili, girl. Cause she was trying to compete. She want everybody to be Earthshire. Everybody can't be Earth girl. She like, you gotta be vegan. You gotta be vegetarian. Can't eat no meat. Can't That's eat no food. Can't eat no you that. You gotta be she wanted, she wanted everybody to have chlamydia. Have what are you talking about? Girl, look. Chlamydia, he had herpes. Yeah, he had herpes. She wanted everybody to have an STD. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Look, I'm telling you, her list was crazy. She, she still single. She still like she ain't got what, over that. What is this about? God has thought the widower was going to lock her in the basement. Look. <laughs> that looked like somebody know like, too oh, much. Your wife oh, okay. Well, she said, is your wife in the deep freezer in the basement? Me. Is that where she at? <laughs> I ain't got no um, I ain't got no insurance money for you. So look, it might have he might got oh a temper. God. He might just be crazy and shit. Right. He might she that might be second day wife. And then I ain't got no time to be trying to like you and you start crying about your dead wife and shit. I'm sorry. Look, I got enough issues and problems. I've got dealing with my own self. I just can't. His dead wife is in the deep freezer in the basement. Stipulations. Stipulations and and tough. Man. Man. I I just I I can't. Okay, so look, it's uh we got the last one here. If you could go back in time, what's the one thing you would change about your life? I think that's a good question. And uh I would say the one thing that I would change is celebrity news that you can't use. It is definitely time for that. So all right, uh pretty brown skin, go ahead and take it away, mama. But first, all right, first, let's uh pay a couple bills. We'll be right okay, back. Hey, don't don't go, don't leave. Stay right here. We're just paying bills. Stay right here. <laughs> don't go nowhere, y'all. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Bills. I'm gonna hey, keep check out healthdaddywild.net. 100% plant-based herbs and supplements. Whether you're in person or online, use the word tipping for 10% off. Remember, feel better, look great, healthdaddywild.net. Remember, healthdaddywild.net. Hey folks. A BB Trading Company, home of soap sticks and Saya Baba products. Over 400 locations at a store near you. Cincinnati, Ohio, Louisville and Lexington, Kentucky, Southern Indiana, or find yours online at sayababa.com. Again, that's sayababa.com. A BB Trading Company, where you can find fragrances to incite your senses.
我说他是全网最大，你们有没有反对的？哎呦我去，哎呦我去，尴尬尴尬。上一口，开播了啊！怎么都是水？ You know that dang clip. I love it, hey, but you know why I love it? Hey, but let me tell you why I love it. Because for one. What y'all can't see is I can see uh, our, our guest coming up after celebrity news you can't use. I can see her face uh, backstage. And um, that's what makes playing that so hilarious. It's not what y'all think. I, I thought she was eating like a donkey penis or something like that, balls that, and all. I was like, man. It's a geoduck clam. Say, say it again. It's a geoduck clam. Okay. Well, I'm a foodie, so I watch a lot of different. Like, it looks like a penis and some balls. What it looks yeah, like. very, what it looks like. very stylish clam. It's called a geoduck, and most of the time, it's what they do. In, they dip it in hot water, basically, and circumcise it just for a few seconds. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Circumcise? What you talking about? I thought you said it was a clam. It is, but you dip it in hot water. They and uh, briefly pull it out, pin back. It's basically still kind of raw. Then they ball. Oh Lord, she's down. Hey, listen, new drinking game. Every time Golden Goddess makes me clutch my pearls, take a drink. Mm, mm. <laughs> Man, all I know is that's hilarious. So, celebrity news you can't use. Uh, and reason why we say that, folks, celebrity news you can't use because none of this shit will help you do a damn thing in life. So, no, not at all. you know, that's, right. that's what it's all about. Go ahead. Spit it out. All right. So J-Lo and Ben Affleck got married in Vegas. Shout out to them. Love is patient. 20 years. Again? Ago. Oh, they yeah. just yes, dated they back in the day. They, yeah, they, they called their wedding off like about three days before the actual ceremony last time. So, uh, you know, and then she went on, she married, uh, who did she marry? Chris Judd. And then she married Mark Anthony. And then Mark Anthony. She, and then she was with A-Rod and... Now they're back together, but you know what? I'm I'm happy for her. I'm happy that they they found yeah. their way back because yeah, they yeah. I'm he happy for them. So, that is. original Benefer. Yeah, so I'm happy for them. The baby, he is. And then oh, let's see. Oh. Um, R. Kelly is denying having homosexual sex with sixteen year old boys. <laughs> nothing that R. Kelly say. We don't believe nothing he say. No, at this no. Point. Rob, Rob, you did that shit. I still oh, no, stand by Rob. did that shit. What happened? He did on what? that interview with Tor said, "Did you date girls?" And he said, oh, "By teenage, what do you what do you describe as teenager? What do you consider teenage?" And Tor was like, "A girl that's a woman that's teenager. A girl that's a teenager. There's it's, oh, there's no nineteen under nineteen. So he he like them nineteen and up. So that way they nineteen still teenagers." And up. But, but that's not oh, he's usually like a teen, teen, 16 and up. I'm still going to stand by what I said the other week. Now that they got Rob, Rob did that shit. He's guilty as fuck. That's 50 Cent was saying. Right. Go, go get everybody else. Go get everybody else. 
<laughs> their parents is all, equally to blame all, for shit too. All the enablers. Go get our go get everybody else. The enablers, the crew, everything. Okay, and then wait a minute. This one is hilarious. You're gonna laugh. Okay, so Elon Musk, his 76-year-old dad, is considering donating his sperm to high class women. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but think about it. You're Elon Musk. Now, hold on. The new world order, right. Elon right? Musk's dad? His father, 76 years old. But listen, think about it like this. Have you ever seen, I hope I don't offend nobody, but you ever seen, like, a baby and, like, their parents was old and old. the baby look old? That baby look like, old. Just, that baby look like you can see some things already. Right. The baby, like, the baby come out with a 750 credit score, a house payment, and a car note. <laughs> Old people, jowls, smile lines, and everything. Tell me, uh, receding hairline. Them babies be looking old faced as hell. Period. You remember on the color purple? And she said, I call her old Livia because only somebody old would have eyes like that. (laughs) And that baby was was that silly daddy. (laughs) For real, if I was Elon Musk's daddy, I would I would be selling too. I mean, I mean, you Elon Musk's daddy. Be like, look, I can help you create a whole line of Elon Muskuses, Elon Musketeers, and everything. You know, I would for real say, but go ahead. What we got next? What's next? See who else we got. It was it was the crazy. Oh yeah, Tristan Thompson, Tristan third trimester Thompson. So he's been spotted out overseas with some with another woman days before him and chloe's baby is born now let's be clear like they broke up when he had that baby on her but in the he got the baby on her after the baby by the surrogate was conceived so they're not together but it's just it's it's not a good look but then again this is what he does during the third trimester right and craig was pregnant during the third trimester he cheated on her with chloe chloe was pregnant with a little baby during the third trimester he cheated on her she got a surrogate pregnant and during the third trimester, what's he doing? Just doing the thing. He's, he's I mean, being maybe, 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 but see, that's the thing. We just don't know the other side of it. Maybe she's crazy during the third trimester. Well, this doesn't. Well, wait a minute. This time she got. I a mean, not to say though. that that's a reason she why she got a surrogate. <laughs> so how, she ain't even dealing with none of that. And she then, ain't but doing it right. Like, she's not doing right. that. He just like you know saying he just when the third trimester hit he's he out. just can't keep his pee pee in him and out of the caves. That's all. That's all. Y'all see that? Uh Brandon Lowe, he said, Yep, all y'all going to hell talking about them old babies. <laughs> I call the old Olivia because only somebody uh, old has oh, eyes like that. It sucks me out every time. Right. That's what's up. Baby crying because it's raining because his little arthritis is acting up. That's what's up. <laughs> So what y'all think? Are we? Is it? Is that celebrity news? That's celebrity news. There you go, folks. Celebrity news you can't use. Okay. A little social media news too. I don't know. Oh yeah. uh, Quickly, I don't know if y'all follow Nature Boy. Anybody that know Nature Boy? Nature Boy is a cult leader. He's a black guy who has a really huge um, social media following on Instagram, Bego, YouTube. Um, his cult's name is Carbon Nation. Now, I don't know if y'all know a lot of black cult leaders, but he is one of the biggest cult leaders there is. And um, he you recently got pastors went to, everywhere. You know. th- there you go. And now he was at Carbon Nation. He has this belief that you should live off the land and um, just kind of like, you know, 
I like, like that. that. But where you don't have any riches, but but the people that come to his home have been giving have given him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, like you got to the, the women. He has wives. Like he has women and men living with him. Men are the followers. Why and all of the wives? He has total access to do whatever he wants with those wives. And um, he like what that you, you go to, to have total access to do whatever you want with your wives. I mean, yeah. I mean, the point of getting married, right? I'm still, so I'm still not finding a problem you here. Your cell phones, your your everything, you give him all your money, and he has total control over it. Now, okay, that, that's the, the issue is there's a problem. The issue has been the abuse in carbonation in the years, and some of the cult members and women who have been lucky to get away have actually gone to the police. They have been the feds have been monitoring him for years. He fled to Puerto Rico to like um Hawaii, I think maybe you Hawaii and Costa Rica. He should yeah. become the new R. Kelly. Exactly. He on back to Atlanta, and this is what the the his demise. Um, started having friends in his class. Started while said this you is chop, what he you said. This on, on YouTube. Oh, you say, uh -oh. is it better? Yes. Damn. Can y'all hear me? Yes. What what would you say his demise is? <clears throat> okay. One of the things that he said on YouTube was after he he let he. Did, he lets after he's have sex with one of his wives, he doesn't mind letting his son play with his penis and touch his little baby, oh, his little you know child, what? touch it yeah. right. Nature boy is out there, but he just the feds have been watching him. He let a white guy into his cult in Atlanta, and that was the feds, and they actually busted him. Yeah, yeah, you, you right. This, 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 this took like a whole different turn for a celebrity news. Yeah, well, I do social media. I'm gonna start doing social. If anybody that's on here from social media, you know some there of you these. Go. You might know some of these people I speak of. But yeah, so they just had a bond hearing and bond hearing again tonight. And the, the judges, said, you have a cult. Your your cult. You you would say your flight was because of your cult and the things that you are in prison for, not only revenge porn, but kidnapping, um, basically holding people um hostage and stuff like that, rape and some other shit. Like it's out there. What is out there, the charges that they have brought up against him. And they're like, they you are again bond here and denied. I'm not letting him go. Because good members will do anything you ask them to do, including getting your country. Baby, I'm gonna keep my update on that. Yes, carbonation came up on YouTube. He's out there, Nature Boy. Ooh. Got you, got you, got you. Well, folks, I tell very you what, interesting. That is, uh, that is absolutely interesting. And right. I tell you what, we we have a a great, great, great show for you tonight. Um, last part of our show is always our main topic, and tonight we are talking. Let me see if I can find some some music. Go along with it. Be careful with um, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna find some music. Go along. We with learned it. last week. But they shut us down. <laughs> oh no. All right. So who's drunk? How many times go got us baby clutch my pearls tonight? Who's drunk? That's our new drinking game. Every time you make me clutch my pearls, it's like a drink. Yes. Okay. So right now we're going to talk about. It sounds a little oh. mystical. 
uh, we're going to talk about surviving a narcissist. Okay, surviving a narcissist. All right, and for our uh, uh, our guest for this evening, all right, we are bringing to the stage an amazing licensed professional. All right, this uh, young lady has uh, been featured on many different podcasts and have given talks all over the all over and <laughs> I see her laughing. And and with that being said, without further ado, we're going to bring to the stage uh, Miss Laquisha Moore, M. E. D. Comma L. P. C. C. Licensed professional clinical counselor and owner of Levitate. That's how I'm gonna say it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I want to know what's in your drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> What is going on? Hello. Welcome to No Panties After Welcome. Dark. How you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Can y'all hear me? Welcome. Yes, yes. I'm going to go ahead and cut this music off because right, it's been good. mystical enough. What's going on, Queen? Right. I'm still trying to recover from that ad you had with the TikTok. Oh, he plays oh, it yeah. every show. Um, yeah, Do you? I, I, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's right. hilarious. It is disgusting. It, I was like, what is it? I'm wasting all my drink. I was like, they are doing too much on no panties at the dark. No, just <laughs> hey, but but you know what? It's it's it, because it, it does look it, it does look funky, but it, it makes me think about it always makes me think about how a female cricket eats a male cricket after mating. So does the praying um, mantis. Just bite and, the head and praying out. Praying mantis, yeah. All mm -hmm. the ugly hopping looking <laughs> things, they do the same thing. Right. All of them. Even them cricket spider things, they do the same thing. They they will, Black like, they will eat the head of yeah, the male after, after mating. So um yeah, yeah I, I just that's what that thing makes me think of. Um, even though that's not even a penis, it's a whole clam or something. It's a, um, it is a clam. It is. You know, but well, nonetheless. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that dad's like the most viewed TikTok person in history. Oh, the really? Black guy. Yeah, he's the most oh, popular. Oh, yeah. He's really popular, that oh, guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He has the most followers, more followers than anybody on TikTok. Wow, that yeah. little black guy? Yeah. I, didn't know I know he's popular. He's very popular. Had yeah. no clue. I love watching his TikToks and Instagrams. So, tonight... We're talking surviving a narcissist. We wanted to make sure that we brought a professional on, um, you know, especially when we're speaking on heavy topics like this, simply because, you know, we are not professionals and, and I'm not afraid to state that. Um, now, Gigi, uh, she has a behavioral science uh, background. So, you know, with that in mind, she would be our resident uh, specialist. So we wanted to kind of create some conversation here with this whole surviving a narcissist. Um, I want you, uh, Miss Laquisha Moore, to first, you know, tell us who you are um, and, and, and this Levitate. 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 Okay. So it's, it's, it's really just like it looks. Okay. 
or to cause okay. other I, people see, to I, I thought it was like supposed to be some old, like, you know, just amazing thing. You know, but levitate. Okay. All right. I got you. It does look like that. So I don't know. But either way, I want you to tell about yourself. Um, tell us what you do real quick and um and and then we'll get into uh this conversation of survival narcissists because my viewpoint um i think i'm playing more devil's advocate uh just because i believe that the term gets used too much and that most people that use it don't really know um that they're using it you know wrong anyway but uh right. go ahead miss Moore. Well, like I said, my name is Laquisha Moore. I am a, a licensed professional clinical counselor. I currently um, am the treatment director at Option to Success, which is a group home for teenage girls. And I also am the sexual assault therapist at um, the Center for Women and Families in Indiana. Um, and I also have Levitate that I'm building now and that is my own. So, um yeah. Is that, is so, that your own like counseling? That's my own uh, counseling agency. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I really started off with that, just doing like um, I was doing an EAP program for Metro United Way, seeing their blocks, okay. like the people who were part of blocks, the employees. So, so when um, you say the EAP program, does that mean that you would be on the other end if I called that number? It would be the uh, the employee assistant, so people who work for yeah. the program. Like I was seeing them and then, but now, but I'm, I am strictly trying to cater to sexual uh, trauma. So that's the, that's my main specialty area in addiction. Those are the two things. Mm. Very nice. Heavy though. That's heavy. Cause you know, I could probably in, in, I, I probably, I can maybe say there's two women that I know of that I've dated that, um, did not, that I know of had any sexual trauma. All the rest uh, pretty much have, um, right. uh, you know. So that's interesting. Um, that's a heavy topic. There, you know. How, how do you Very. how do you deal um, when it comes to uh, bearing the weight of all of that all the time? Um, I sometimes I just jump in the shower and, and take baths. Like I just have to. This is myself. My you don't kids. do it while the patient is talking, are you? No, but okay. really, I, I have a stomach for it. I've been through it. Um, I was a victim in a in a big case when I was in my uh, early twenties, um, and so um, I have been through the whole thing. You know, being being molested and raped, and then you know going to trial, and so I really am like when I'm with them, I know the process that they have to go through. Um, and I understand the issues, the complex issues that are specific to that trauma. So I'm building, well, I have started to build a six-month program. I'm piloting with the Center for Women and Families that is a six-month intensive, like, uh, trauma therapy for a, a sexual trauma program. So it's called Levitate for Life. And wow. um, Yeah, so we are not we about halfway through we just had our 12th class last week and i was happy about that we have 24 sessions so we'll be done in like the early part of november and they'll graduate for the women that have started um so i was only supposed to be contracted over there for a few hours a week but it just turned into uh a lot more so i'm loving it uh, actually so i know what i'm meant to do because it's not too heavy for me you know? good. Got you good now now with with what you've been through, did you 
were you literally like originally looking for answers for yourself when you first got into therapy? No, I, I think that when I got into therapy, um, I just started to see that most of my clients had sexual trauma. And mm. um, I think that a lot of times it's kind of glazed over. Like people are like, oh, you know, this happened in your history, but it's kind of like a historical thing. And people mm-hmm. um, don't consider the way that it continues to affect you like long term, mm-hmm. especially right. if it goes untreated, like the, the issues that come with it. Um, I think a lot of things that go on, um, even with women, have been due to those abuses, the attitudes and beliefs that we hold now towards men mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, we haven't really, that's a deeper conversation about uh, that. But yeah, there's a lot of issues that people don't consider that are related directly to sexual trauma. I can almost, I can almost point it out myself. I can almost sit there and just listen to a person for a little bit and be like, yep, somebody dealt with her wrong when she was younger or Mm -hmm. at some point before me, somebody's dealt with her wrong because you can, you can, you can hear it. Yeah. A lot of times. If you, if you've, if you've dealt with enough, then you can literally hear uh, the trauma, and you can almost pinpoint that it was sexual trauma, um, mm-hmm. just the same. So, do do people ever get out of that? What do you mean, like heal from it? Yeah, do they ever heal from it, or is it well, last? I would, say, I would say yes. As a person who, uh, I mean, I still definitely um, uh, I get triggered, especially in my work. You know, um, mm, yeah, but it is. Um, they don't affect me, you know, the way that it used to, you know? So I know that I've healed a lot because I used to tell people, like, I used to hate the uh, smell of incense, little certain things mm. that brought back memories for me. I hated African stuff. I hated cowrie shells, anything to do with, like, kente cloth, anything like that was a trigger for me. You yeah. over here creating a list of a of a description of somebody we need to go look for. Where, <laughs> where, where they at? <laughs> In prison for 40 years. Wipe me down. No, I'm just playing. Man, man. <laughs> no, they really well, are. Amen to that. Well, amen uh, to that. It was two of them. Right. Yeah, it was a, a woman and a man. And um, uh, it was a big case. Mm-hmm. It was a, my karate teachers when I was younger. So they ended up in prison. Mm-hmm. So um, she's out now, I think. But I've I've not seen her since she's been out. And he, he I don't think he'll ever get out because I think he might have tried to escape or something when he first went. So he had 40 years. Man. So um, yes, I think that gave me a stomach to work with, you know. Right. Um, so as you're working with people how much of this lands you into the area of narcissism um i would say i see narcissism especially traits of it anyway but definitely i've seen the disorder because i mean you got to think that at the root of narcissism is a lot of times abuse, abandonment, neglect, like some type of traumas that they've endured, you know, and Mm -hmm. they've created this persona about themselves that makes them feel important. And and I I, I do want to give you a big shout out because what what Joan Lancaster just said, so powerful, Quisha, you know, there's so much when it comes to sexual trauma that people like to, people like to take trauma and sweep it under the rug. Right, and, and you don't want to deal yeah. with it, especially the, in our community, especially yeah. in the black especially and the brown in our black community. community. And, and and the problem with that is that you know 
and it's the same thing where if your job screwed you over and you don't speak up about it, right? Yeah. Because all you're doing is you're allowing the next person to come behind you to and potentially to have them. to deal with the same exact thing. But when you are right. bold enough, when you're strong enough to just go ahead and share your story and to speak up, to speak out, to, to say something, then then that's when you help protect people that you don't even know that you're helping to protect because mm -hmm. it may not just be you even at that moment in time that's dealing with whatever the case may be, right. but uh, 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 you're helping people uh, that at that moment and you could be helping people that would come behind you if in fact you didn't say anything. So shout out to you for even being bold enough to, to, to come on and have a bunch of people sitting here that you don't know that are watching to actually speak up about that, sis. Well, I appreciate that. Um, one of the things that I do want to do is um, tell my story more anyway. I think that I'm going to have to do that. Like, I'm going to have to be the face of my brand because I know that it's hard for people to come forward. And so, um, I mean, I'm dealing with people in, in therapy that, that, that got raped 30 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, there's, mm. you know, mm. people holding in for a long time and I didn't, you know, tell nobody for two years, even after it happened. And then... Mm. Nothing happened about it when I told for four years because they they kept reoffending. So in my case, there was four victims, which is why we got mm. the type of justice that we did. But most of the time, you don't see that level of justice um, in these cases. You know, um, I think they definitely made an example out of them, which I can appreciate. But mm. uh, only about fifteen out of sixteen, or, or, or one out of sixteen, uh, rapists even get go to jail. So you have 15 that don't even get, you know, no, no, nothing happens. So it's tough, yeah. man, because I sit back and I think, I mean, something like your karate teacher, I grew up, um, you know, doing Kung Fu. Uh, and, and, you know, I just, I think about, I just, I can't imagine because these were people that we call family. These were, were like friends um and so you know just to say i couldn't imagine that happening um to people that you're supposed to be able to trust you Absolutely. know so when you know when we look into narcissism you know t uh gg you know this is something that um you know we've we've talked about and we spoke about uh either one of you want to share a story uh t you want to go first and then i'll go after you okay so um i was married to my narcissist. Mm -hmm. And um, ugh, this is, I don't really talk about this that often. So I was married to mine, but, um, and we divorced in 2008 and we shared two children together. And I didn't realize that I had been a victim of narcissistic abuse until like years down the line. So can you imagine like healing from something and then like seeing some things and it triggered and like now I'm learning about gaslighting and I'm learning about mm -hmm love bombing and then i'm starting to realize like these are things that have been done to me and oh, now i'm having oh. to gaslighting and love bombing love bombing so love bombing, yeah. love bombing is where somebody like showers you with like all the love like they just mm -hmm. all the love and adoration and all the attention and then like you just feel like you feel super loved and right. then, like they groom, like with that soup, with that, all that love, they're grooming you for the mm -hmm. abuse. So yeah. I think the term they're grooming for you for what? Bre 
for abuse. I think the term is called okay. breadcrumbing. So they are showering you with a lot of love and attention. You feel super loved and super secure. And then they take it away. Then you start getting the yeah. abuse. But that love was yeah. so great that you're going to stick around for more and more mm -hmm. of that love. And so you deal with the abuse just to get that love. Does that make sense? Yeah. The love bombing. So yeah. what he would do is like, let's say like we were out somewhere and we see a homeless guy sitting on the side of the road pan panhandling. If I come back and I tell the story to somebody, he would say, no, nah, we didn't see that. You know, T, she just always exaggerates things. So after a while of having that done to me, I would start to doubt things that I saw really happened. And he isolated mm -hmm. me from my friends. Like he would tell me like, this person is not your friend. You're such a loving person. You're so sweet and people take advantage of you. They don't really like you. So like make me cut my friends off. So I was isolated. I was mm. gaslit. And then that's when the physical abuse began. Mm. And right now I'm dealing with, I just found out two weeks ago, I'm dealing with, I have stage two degenerative disc disease. And when they took my x-ray, they found out that a piece of my spine and my back is touching my brainstem. And, oh, I'm sorry and my doctor was you. saying that that is looking like a result. Like, did you dive off of a, off of a diving board and go swimming? Did you have a head injury? I, I don't know how to swim. This comes from an incident when my head was shoved into a while. I remember that like 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. So now I have pain through my right arm from being physically abused 16 years ago. Mm. Mm. Wow. wow. Well, I think you sharing that. That's um. I mean, love bombing, I think the thing about love bombing is it's so confusing because um, people, once once a person turns on you, uh, you don't you don't realize what you've done to cause the change. And so you start to blame yourself. Mm -hmm. the way that right. And so you try to do yeah. whatever you have to do to try to get back the relationship to where it's at, but you can never be good enough, you know, in that situation. Um, and then the gaslighting is just basically, you know, when you're making somebody, when you're yeah. telling somebody something, they just making you question your own sanity. Like, right. they, you, yeah. question, you, you got a problem with them, and then they turn it around to where you start feeling bad for having a problem with them. Like, right, right. You know, just having um, guilt and just confusion. But, um, but a narcissistic abuse is real. Um, I do mm -hmm. believe like you said, Joseph, that the term is overused as far as because some people, as soon as somebody talks, says something, some people can't accept criticism, which can be a part of narcissism, too. And I think even I had that trait. Like, I used to put, you know, I used to, you, you was an enemy of the state when you criticized me. Like, who? Like, who are you? You know, but that, too, it can be narcissism in responding uh, like that to somebody just telling you something about yourself. Um, I, I I feel like I feel like we should I feel like we should set uh, James Crawford up on on a date. Cray Croft. Uh, yeah, we should. We, we need and we need uh, oh right. Cray Croft. Yeah, my bad. We 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 need to you know I'm I'm let's get with him and we're gonna say I'm, I mean I don't know I I just know him through social media. He seems like a great guy, but when he comes on here, his past it seems I think it's the same relationship. The past relationship it it was a tough one. It was a tough one, and I just feel like you know what he deserves. Um, he does. It deserves does. a good one, and so he I does. feel like right. we should interview him and then do a, a, a dating thing just for the love of James. But, 
There yeah. we go. We're gonna do it for that the Reverend James. Let's James. get with him and do that. that Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But you hear what he said? He says, I was basically love bombed when I was dating, but when I got married, it all changed. One minute I was thoughtful, compassionate, and caring. Then I was labeled stupid, simple, and slow because my narcissist ex didn't always get things her way. Mmm, man, man, man. Woo, make them not think about some shit. Woo, man, that's, that's, mm, yeah. So, yeah. so look, I, I was go through it too. Yeah, yeah, they do. you know, and you don't think about that. You don't think and about the thing, fact that we don't never talk about that. We yeah. don't talk about men. Period. They don't. They feelings don't get considered. Like no, just, we don't. Well, well, you know, men. Yeah. We don't have feelings because we're just bricks. That's all we are. We're just bricks. No, I don't feel that We're used to put all the weight on, um, and uh, you know, we're used to hold things down. And, and hold things together. Uh, and, and we don't have feelings. We don't have emotions. Um, of course, we're not supposed to be emotional uh, because if we are, then that means that we're soft, punkish, and whatever. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? That That's the description of, of, of men in some people's eyes when the reality is just the opposite. Uh, a real man does, is emotional and has the ability to be in touch with his emotions and still be that dude that can um you know if if something's about to happen in the streets we're gonna gonna slap you down like uh uh what uh, uh who's that Steve Harvey just said I will kill all y'all about mine right. you know what I mean right you know mm-hmm. so you know now I, I pulled this up it's a three minute narcissistic personality disorder test now this is for the person who is <laughs> which is kind of stupid to me because I don't know any narcissists. That would <laughs> go and look at this test and be like, "Man, I I think I'm a I think I'm a narcissist. I I should go check and make sure. Let me see." But uh, this, ladies, uh, fellas, uh, this is something that uh, you can you can. Uh, this is another checklist. So y'all tell me, uh, Laquisha, you can kind of kind of uh, chime in on this and tell me whether or not this looks like uh, something that makes sense. Or what have you? Uh, let's see here. Bada bing, bada boom. Right, and there we go. So, um, do you experience an exaggerated self or sense of self-importance that frequently involves the need to exaggerate your talents or accomplishments? Now, now I feel like with some of this, Quisha, we was talking about this before. There's a difference between actually have a narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. versus having the narcissistic traits. traits. Mm-hmm. Because I think in a sense, everyone, and, and Kim Nardi is literally posting it as I'm saying it out my mouth, everyone poses some kind of narcissistic behavior at times. Would that yes. be a correct That's statement? true. Yeah, uh, there is adaptive narcissism that is like, you know, having high self-confidence, you know, um, uh, high self-reliance, the ability like to celebrate yourself and things like that. Um, I think that even when you asked that question, it was like when people um, exaggerate, the the key word in there is they exaggerate their accomplishments, right? If a person is really accomplished and they really bragging about what they really do and what they really are, then that's not really them exaggerating. 
but narcissistic people exaggerate what they do, period, yeah. to a certain way in front of others because they need admiration. Like I, I see people that run around and they'll be like, yo, I'm the shit. And I'm looking, I'm like, you don't look like a pile of doo. What are you talking about? You right, don't look like, like a pile of doo doo, so you can't be the shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I'm just, done. That, <laughs> you are just never gonna. You just right. took it somewhere else. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm like, we're thinking they all let you talking about. <laughs> He's never gonna. Act oh right. my gosh! I thought we were gonna be on good behavior tonight. He's never gonna act right. But this why? is why. Okay, like, so, like, so, like, so, like, so, what y'all like, drinking? Look, Look uh, this, 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 this ain't even. This is not even what I wanted to drink, but it's uh, sweet Marcella. It? Uh, sweet Marcella. Oh yeah, you feeling good? Sweet Marcella, take you there. You feeling good right now? Yeah, but um, <laughs> that's just half the bottle. Uh, do you believe you are special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions? Do you believe you're special? I mean, you know, uh, people be walking around. I'm a child of God, therefore I can't, you know. I mean, is that the same? Well, I mean, we've been taught to to believe some narcissistic things anyway, just about, because what that is, is it's not that you're special or unique, but it's that you consider yourself elite, that, um, that other people aren't as important as you are, you know, mm. that you are uniquely different from them in a way that makes you like above them, I, I and I I think you're right, and I think this should should that should be added on to that, um, you know, or high status people or institutions, and think that other people aren't as important. Like that yeah, should be the tagline. Elbows with other people that they feel are distinguished. You know, you exactly. the, the, you can't sit at this table, people. You know what I mean? Yeah, the in crowd. <laughs> you yeah. ain't it. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Do you find that you constantly have a willingness to take advantage of others to achieve your own goals? Mm -hmm. So that's another one there. So constantly have a willingness to take advantage of others to achieve your own goals. Okay. Do you, you require excessive other people to get to the top? You know. Okay. Like empathy, and that's the main. That's the main thing with narcissists is they like empathy for others. That's absolutely, and and so again. Understanding the difference between empathy versus sympathy. Um, you know, a person of Caucasoid persuasion could have sympathy for slavery. Um, they they really could never have empathy for it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so that that being kind of the defining difference between empathy versus sympathy. Um, do you require excessive admiration uh from others? And and I guess the key word there would be what? Excessive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what is excessive admiration from others? What would a narcissist example of excessive admiration be? Well, uh, they just, you know, that they just a bottomless pit of need and praise, you know, that when they're not mm. getting it, it's not filling them up. So like, you know, that they need to that to feel important. They need people to like look up to them, admire them, um, that they don't they don't on their own don't feel that because usually narcissistic people are deeply insecure so, mm, that's, so how, that's, a, the energy, that's the energy supply yeah that's the supply statistic mm. supply oh i like what uh joan said she said emotional vampires yeah so that's the person that sits there and is like 
uh, you know, they 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 there with their significant other or whatever. And like, hey, hey, you don't think I'm the shit? You don't think I'm the shit? You know what I mean? And you feel, and like, and you feel drained. You that's, and that's, 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 that's the part when I was talking about criticism. Like sometimes when people think they want people to think highly of them, when they get criticized, they perceive it as like a threat or somebody like they internalize that. Uh, so they couldn't even handle constructive criticism at all. Not really. Not at all. No. Mm, mm, mm. Let's see. Uh, James Craycroft Sr. says a narcissist will need and crave admiration to feel good about themselves. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, are you preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, <laughs> beauty or ideal love? I think that we all can be at times, yeah. you know, um, preoccupied with those things. But with them, it's it's more of a driving need for power, for control. Like, and it's a it's 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 the the links that they'll go to to feel that power and control, or to reach those heights and the perfectionism and stuff that comes with it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So let's see. Do you have a sense of entitlement from others? that involve unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment. Getting up at 3 a.m. to make that damn sandwich. Jocelyn, well, God about it, so she ain't doing it. <laughs> she ain't doing or it. automatic compliance with their expectations, which I think. Right. So it's just that unrealistic, you know, like the expectations are over the top. <laughs> Eat the cake. Anime. That's right. Anime. Please them. It's about them. It's not about you. That's that's the thing with narcissism. Man, you think y'all think narcissists get to go to heaven? <laughs> that's between them and God. I mean, yeah. just say, you know. Right. You know I mean, you start telling them fuckers what to do up there. You might have a problem. <laughs> do you find you are? <laughs> The hell is wrong with you? <laughs> the hell is right. Do you find you are unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others? So that was that. That's that lack of empathy. Yeah. Once again, that's, right? That's the main thing because a lot of things are centered around it. Listen, um, you know, we're going to help the world and we're going to create a narcissist, um, a card. Like this big, you put in your wallet and, um, you know, with all these questions on it mm -hmm. and, and that like, like Miranda writes and all that stuff, you know, exactly. I wish so we could have had, uh, John Lancaster on her cause she, she, she labels us she's the narcissist slayer. Is she a professional counselor as well? Oh, no, 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 no. She, she's, she's just my, a narcissist. She's my, my podcast mate. Gotcha, gotcha. A lot. We talked a lot about narcissists. Tell us about your podcast. Oh, you have a podcast? We'll have to tune in for that. Oh, yeah. Well, we've we been we we've been hitting and missing. We'll get going and then life will happen and then we'll record again. And so uh, getting consistent is one of the things that we plan to do here in the, the near future. But it's called the Titty Pow Wow. It's a podcast for women and the men who love them. So oh, we, uh, we, we like to, to be uh, sister brother stations. That's right. right. Let us know how we can support. Right. 
Yeah, Absolutely. well, I mean, we just really are working on like the technology piece and stuff because me and her, we'll be sitting up phones and ca cameras and computers. And, and so we've been trying to uh, figure that piece out. Um, before our podcast used to be like recorded on YouTube and go straight to iTunes, and then it stopped, and we don't know how to get that back going. So, um, but that's the, the piece. So, we usually do it on Facebook Live or um, Instagram Live. Um, so, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we came up with the name because we were breastfeed. Like I was, she was, pre I was pregnant when we became friends, and she just had a baby, and she was breastfeeding. So we used to like have these candid conversations while we breastfeed and stuff. And so we just called it Titty Powwow. That's what's up. How long y'all been doing it? Um, we have been doing it off and on for about two or three years now, but we don't. Okay. We just don't stay consistent. We have such good chemistry and such good topics. Okay. I thought you was gonna say like you've been doing it consistent for like or doing it for the last two or three months. Oh, no. And I was gonna be like, I was like, oh, oh, so so we didn't inspire you, and then you, you know. No, no, we'll be back on probably next Tuesday. We were supposed to record this Tuesday, but my son's going to college this weekend. I was a little overwhelmed. So got you, got you. Yeah. So, um, uh, Gigi. Yeah. Would Would you like to uh, share your story? Well, I just got we'll, out of we'll get back to these questions um, here in a minute. Uh, there's uh, just what? a few of them left, but um, go ahead and share your story, Gigi, if 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 you would like to. Well, that's why I had my my had the same kind of similar things pulled up with the narcissism. I was in a relationship with a narcissist for like about five years or so, and um, he damn near I think he damn near got all of these traits, uh, not traits, but he definitely has NPD, narcissist personality disorder. And um, I mean, he falls under every last one of these, the grandiose, um, having a exaggerated sense of self-importance, um, being that he trained my sons in which he volunteered to train my sons how to play basketball and train them. And he, he now, mind you, he did help them lose a lot of weight and he got them really far in basketball. But because they did not... Um, he he always felt the need to rush everything had to be hurried up everything had to be um everything had to go really really fast so once they got to a certain point and he felt like they should have been further he just quit he just gave it up that was one thing he does is um he kind of just bails out quickly if it gets a little bit too hard he bails out but he always wanted everybody to know that he was the one to train them. He's, he did this. Oh, I got you guys together. I got the boys where they need to be. I got this and I got, oh, um, of course, he he taught himself how to play the guitar. Um, I'm, oh, man, that was The whole conversation, the conversations are always about him and his, never about me. Nothing was about me. In, in the beginning, like T said, the, the love bombing. Oh man, he was just Mr. Prince Charming, you know, at first. I mean, I we we were getting getting married and everything and he loved me, loved my boys and spent time with the boys and he we always went out and he just showed everybody how much oh, you're you know, oh, you're pretty but my not as pretty as my woman and just made, you know, made me feel like I was Cinderella. But then the personality the the MPD kicked in. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then it, it, it got, first it was he wanted to be a family man. And then all of a sudden he got this urge 
where he wanted to be some rapper, guitar playing singer or something like that. So I and I even bought him an electric guitar to help with call, his. Was he gonna call himself John Legend? Well, <laughs> I don't know, but you would have had some I, I, songs. It was terrible. I tried you know, to support. help him with his dreams and support, and I got him an electric guitar for Christmas, and. Like then he, I mean, he became obsessed. That's one they think thing they do. They become obsessive with their ideas and with their thoughts, and everything has to be done in a certain time frame. Like three years ago, he said he was going to be at the Grammy. Three years from now, anyway. So you know, I mean, there's nothing like wrong with having a dream. I mean, and the Grammys, dream, the Grammys is not even hard to get in. They be looking for people to fill. I think it's the expectation piece is probably. It's the she expectation. sent me these songs. She sent me right. these songs. I, I've, I've heard them. I heard he knows two. He knows two chords. And right, and I constantly, I A &B. it was the self admiration. I had to constantly admire him. I had to constantly let him know how great he was all the time. None of the conversations. I'm a Zumba instructor. I haven't taught in a couple years. I have an injury, but nothing was never about me or my classes or anything that I love to do. The conversations were constantly 100% of the time, always about him. I'm a pretty nigga. I'm a pretty this. I'm so pretty. Oh, baby, look how they be looking at us in the club when they, when, uh, yeah, be like, who that pretty nigga? Who's that? Ooh, blah, blah, my hair. Just like, I'm a pretty nigga. I'm right. Pretty nigga. Right. Look at me. I'm a right, pretty right. nigga. Right, right. And it's like, oh, my. That sounds like part of the song like this, or whatever. I've been playing the guitars. Like I be doing this. You hear my? Did you hear my song, babe? Yeah, my song, my song, my song. Me, 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 me. It was always him. And if I even veered away from that, that at all, we would get into argument. If we went out to see a live band, it was always I'm better than him. I'm better than I should be getting paid. I should be getting. I should be getting paid. I'm way better. And if I even acted like I like that band or that group, we got into an argument because mm -hmm. I like them. It was, yeah, it was the gaslight. It was always the gas. Everything that, most of the arguments were arguments that he, um, that he started. But mm -hmm. at, in, at the end of the day, he gaslighted me to the point where I, I felt like it was my fault all the time. It, he made it, we, we fucking argued over ponytail holders. Like, it was just stupid <laughs> shit. I feel like it was almost self-sabotage. Um, you know, yeah, it was lack of empathy when he would hurt me. He would, he felt like he had to bring up my past that he wanted to know about because he was my man and he could just bring it up anytime, no matter how hurtful it was. You know, there was a lack of empathy for me and my sons when he would hurt us. Um, I didn't realize that he had been in 14 different residences in the last seven years, and some of those were in and out of different girlfriends' houses. So, um, he would, yeah, it was always emptiness of, of uh, feelings of emptiness and boredom. Like it was always, I'm empty, I'm empty. I need, I need to be around people who are like-minded. I need to be around other musicians. I need to be around people who, you know, you're when you're an elite person, you're, you're an elite, I'm elite. And I need to be around, be around people who are elite. Like, so we were always beneath him. We were not elite. He needs to be around people who were like-minded, who thought the same, who had the same ideology, did the same it. things. <laughs> Hold on. It doesn't matter. He was six five, but um, it was always that you know, beneath it was him. always that type of thing, and it always made me and my sons feel like we were beneath him. And I'm like, you know, I'm a musician too. I play flute, piccolo, tenor sax, and alto sax. You know what I'm saying? So like, I read music, 
You know, everything's I'm teaching myself how to do this. I'm teaching, you know, it, it was just so abusive. The way he made me feel like you're just stagnant. Um, I'm I'm doing all these wonderful things and you're not doing shit. That's because I had to focus on somebody had to make sure the fucking yeah, bills right. were all being paid because he wanted to go fucking party all the time. So if he didn't always have the money to help with things, I had to make sure things were covered. You know what I'm saying? And um I and I used to tell him like someone has to be the adult. You know, someone has to be the adult. I got to make sure these bills are covered. You want to, you you feel like you don't want to pay all your money for bills, but when you're coming up short, who the hell I have to, I have to have my part because I can't have me and the boys homeless. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it, it, it was just, it, everything was always about him and everything, every argument mostly was always made to seem like it was my fault. I was afraid to like another group. I was afraid to like an artist. I was afraid to like anything else besides anything that he did. I couldn't. I felt so empty because I was not allowed to talk about any. If I talked about anything or tried to um, maybe make myself feel better about something, then he just shot it right down. I was never allowed to have self-admiration, only him, all the time. He was the only one that was allowed to admire himself. And what's crazy is there's so many women that are chiming in. It's, you know, Kalisha, do, do you see more um, men versus women that are labeled narcissists? I would say that, that more men are labeled probably narcissists, but I think women definitely, there's a lot of narcissistic women too. Right. I mean, because I think that a lot of the stuff as a result of dealing with a narcissist. You know? And I, I think that a lot of a lot of this stuff to me seems like female traits. Things that kind of in a sense are not, you know, the adoration part. Well, you know, we give adoration to uh, our queens and 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 that's kind of normalcy, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, and then you grow up, I guess, expecting that adoration, right? So that's kind of normal. And so I, when I think about a man doing that, then it it's like, you know, that's a female trait. Self-admiration, though. We're yeah, talking about self-admiration. There's nothing wrong with a man wanting to be admired. In, in right. A, narcissist is the excessiveness of it. Excessive um, and obsessive. Mm. They mirror your they mirror your thoughts, they mirror compliments, they mirror, they take your thoughts or anything that you tell them and they mirror it and make it seem like it's their own ideas. If I would give him an idea, he would then and just repeat it over and over, like every single something he came up with. If I gave him an idea or a thought or anything that I was saying that has something to do with him. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yep. Um, or I'm going to um, what is one thing I said? Um I forgot, but it was something that I said to him um quite a few times, different things. And I noticed that he would take it and and, and just go ahead and mirror it like it was his own thing. I mean idea, they don't give you it no their ideas, not yours, but, I mean, but their I'm, own ideas. I mean, you know, self-admiration to admire yourself obsessively when you talk about yourself the whole entire conversation that you're with someone the whole entire time every single day that is not that's more than a female tendency that is obsessive behavior 
That's when you get and, into and, the and, and also I think you have to uh, consider this. Um, there are this there are different types of disorders, right? A lot of right. times, some people with narcissism are people who are who have narcissistic personality disorder. They may be comorbid, which means they may have another disorder with that disorder. So like right, you know, right. that's narcissistic and bipolar. You know what sure, I mean? Yes, exactly. So so, so the right. argument the argument the the what what somebody would yell out, damn you crazy and you crazy. That's like two, two times crazy. In one. Yeah, but you can't really say that to someone who has MPD because I even told him and I, I was like, dude, you know you have narcissist personality disorder, and like he fucking lost his shit. And that was in the first year. No, he knows what it is. He knows exactly. And I was like arguing and telling him all the traits and shit. And he like, well, you can't tell a narcissist that they have narcissism. But there are some narcissists. I I I am subscribed to a narcissist feed on Reddit. Some of them do say, I realized that I did have that I'm a narcissist and I'm I lost my woman or I lost my man. Um, and the worst thing when I realized who I was. It was the hardest thing that I have ever had to deal with. Very seldom they do realize that they are narcissists, but it's usually they have to hit rock bottom. They have to ground zero it. You know what I'm saying? Before they they can come to realize who they are, if they even if it even happens. But a lot of times they do have to hit rock bottom in order for them to realize. It is something that, yes, there's something that brings them to counseling that's out of their control. Maybe they didn't get into right. trouble or maybe in recovery or something. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. a lot of times the reason why they don't see it is because it is part of their personality. Right. So yep. something part of like your personality, you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong because right. it's just right. natural to be that way. Right. And, and also... They blame others for the things that they do. So everything yep. they do, they can do you wrong, but then they will try to manipulate you into believing that the reason they did you wrong was because of something that you, you done deserve it. Learned. Right. You deserve so, it. That's what happened. Yeah, with me. If there is any accountability at all, if there is, None. it's shared. It's a it's 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 your fault and mine at the same time. They never yeah. really say like it was me. I'm sorry, I did this to you. They they right. will say things. Well, you I'm know, sorry. I'm sorry. That's the way you feel. Or yeah, exactly. Right, right. right. So um, let me. I have a question. You let, you Are there know. any feel that way? You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, exactly. Back on you. And so that's the that's the thing is um. There is a lot of manipulation involved in narcissism. Very much. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, T, before you ask that question, um, look at what Jones said. Because, again, you call it a narcissist, uh, slayer, killer. Um, I, I, this is interesting. A lot of the time, these men are jealous of the women they are with. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Can I do that? Yeah, I did. They have a low yeah. sense of, of self. So they yeah. need to feed on you. That's why they call it supply. They need to feed off of you to build them a new supply. So, so this, right. so this yeah. is the man. This is the man that really, as as his woman focuses on achieving more in life, he's there to pull her down. Absolutely. Because well, mine feel like I wasn't achieving, 
and he felt like he was the only one that wanted to achieve. But I was so stressed on trying to make sure I was meeting ends that I really didn't have the time to focus on anything besides being an adult while he wanted to be a fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? And and live out this rock star dream of his or whatever and well, wanted to shame. go out all the time. That's so, yeah. And he, uh, we, we were saying something um, about, go ahead, T, you ask your question, then I, I'll remember it. I forgot okay. where we were going. So, are there any, like, signs or things that we can look for, like, as you're beginning a relationship? Like, what are some clues that you may be dealing with someone with narcissistic personality disorder? Big giant cleavages. Well, I think you sh it shows up in, like, put-downs, you know? Like, there's a difference between somebody, you know, telling you something to help you grow and somebody telling you something that um, they are taking shots. Like, so usually right. they take shots at you because that's where they start mm -hmm. taking away at your self-worth and self-esteem. Right. It's a self-worth and your, your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's the shots. Like, I, I definitely pay attention to what uh, men say to me, like their boundaries in conversations, how how I feel like I'm being treated, you know, mm -hmm. like treatment really is a big thing. Um, I would say even, um, you know, the respect factor, you know, because sometimes they don't they don't see you as worthy of their respect, and and they make you feel like you've done something to earn the disrespect. Yeah, right. I'm exactly. honest, this is scary. It um, is scary. It, well, it's scary yeah. for me, you know, because now. I'm just like, damn. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, now, now I'm sitting here wondering what my lady thinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I left the TV <laughs> on YouTube when before I walked into my office, and uh, I'm like, damn, I, I picked the wrong day to have her watch. But I mean, with that in mind, it, it's scary because it's like, you know, I believe I'm somewhat old school, so I believe in. Uh, men being men, I believe mm -hmm. in you know taking care of the house. So it, it's a it's a new day. So uh, women want to work. I know my lady. She she likes to work. She likes to uh, have her own money. Uh, she mm -hmm. likes to pay for things. Um, you know. So a lot of time I had to learn to back off and allow her when we would go out to because sometimes she would say, "Let me get it." You know, I want to get lunch. I want to get dinner. And I had to learn to back off and let her do that because in, in my mind, you know, in my my old fashioned mind, that's my job. You know, I take care of this. I take care of the bills, this, that, and the other. But I had to back off and learn to say, OK, all right. So here's what you because she wants to she wants that to feel that part to to do to be a part of this uh, in different ways. So. You know, it, it, it's scary for me because it's like, you know, you're talking about nice guys, guys that want to shower their women with love, you know, and we don't quit. We don't stop. We don't drop the ball, it, you know, argument or what have you. We don't stop uh, with our love. We don't dangle it as a carrot and such like that. And so it's like one bad apple spoils a bunch and it makes it hard for uh the rest of us guys who just want to genuinely be a great guy and now everybody's looking side eye like hold on no there's a difference between you're talking about something totally different 
It's an it's act. Right, it's an act. It's, it's love bombing. It, it, and it only usually happens in the beginning of the relationship. And by the time you realize um, what's going on, that when, when they start changing, you're already in love with this person. And it, it, it's almost like they suck you in. And by the time the emotional abuse starts, you want to hold on to that person and that so relationship that so bad mm. because you want to make it last. No and matter you're going to do what. anything to get and back to initial feeling. And it's almost too late. That's what they do. They reel you in. It's like, you, it's and, like a high. Mm -hmm. Like you got high yeah. off of that love. I would and you're constantly looking for that high. Cycle. I think right. it's a cycle. So you go through like the love bombing, the gaslighting, mm -hmm. and then the yep. breadcrumbing. And then you got yep. the cycles back around, and then there's more love bombing, and then there's more get like yeah. it's a cycle. Exactly. And at the, at the end, cycle. you're so broke down, well, yeah. you can't get out of it. Let me yeah. say this. I, I think that little card that we was talking about creating, it needs to be like an accordion card, you know, that you can open. Because we're going to need to put some more stuff on that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, apparently, you know, these narcissists are, are so narcissistic, you know, that they'll be sitting there, baby, baby, baby. Look at my shit. Don't I got some good looking shit? I got some, baby, go look in the toilet. Look at my shit. My shit is <laughs> perfect. Really, I got listen. perfect ass shit. Don't I talk just about my... wish that we had a, had the foresight to have Golden Goddess right. upload this song. See, because she shot, she shared it with me What's about song? a year oh, and a half you ago. Talking about dude, song is yes. it on YouTube? No, she shared these videos with me. No, and when I tell you, he, 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 didn't, he didn't make it to YouTube. He, Girl, he went did you hear it? He's on. He went plastic. He Wait, I just uploaded another he one. Up. I, I got a little bit of nice send me the song so I can hear it. Where is it at? Is it is, is it is it somewhere Upload. that I can pull it up? Can I find it? No, we're not pulling that shit up Run away. here. Runaway is my favorite. You got to upload Runaway. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? I'm he not. No, I'm not doing that. Not on here. He raps. He raps. I'll share it in the group chat. One of them I do like. I'm not gonna play it right now. I'm gonna play the song. No, one of them I do like. I'm not gonna lie. One of them I do like. I mean, you went out and bought this man an electric guitar. We want to hear this song. The two step is a great song. I'm not gonna lie. That was a great song. I just remember the runaway. I'll, I'll share it in the group chat, and then maybe so look, next the week we'll do a part two. Hey, look, let's but go through that... some of these. Uh, let's go through some of these comments real quick. <laughs> uh, Joseph Reeves says, "Are boundaries established often enough in the beginning of relationships? How does the warming up period actually last anymore? You know what? This day and age. That's that's all I'm gonna say. This day and age is some bullshit." Uh, but the warming up period, you know, that's something you don't hear. The warming up period, right. the, the the dating period, the courting too. period, right? The friendship part, you know, don't always. Yeah. yeah. People, well, they make you feel, lovers, they you make you feel like you're best friends with them. They do. They make you feel like, oh, we're best friends. I mean, he wrote a song. Gigi, uh, well, my government name. You're my best friend. God introduced me to my best friend. You're my very best. I'm like, oh my God, he wrote a song about, you know, they make That's you feel like you're best. Best. So talented. Yeah. So hey, Gigi, <laughs> Gigi, you have a question. Uh, did you love him? Is the question. I did. I did. And uh, <laughs> I really did. I loved him because I thought, you know, because um, I, I. Uh oh. He did. He did. 
Oh crap! We I hope he didn't get to her house and get to her. <laughs> they was talking too bad. He done cut off. He done cut off her Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, throws hands in the air. I'm half narcissist and half not. I'm so confused. Team Gemini sounds Does like she... he has daddy issues and the need for validation. <laughs> Kim Nardi. But, but the thing about narcissists, uh, a narcissist person does have daddy issues. It does no, come back. It's not just in romantic relationships. These no, it's not. It's my mother of having issues, and that is probably why it was easy for you to fall for somebody who was like that and to stay in that relationship that long because you had a narcissistic mother. So you were used to I do certain things or certain treatment, and a lot of times when we don't, you know, heal from the things that hurt us in the past, we end up. Uh, mimicking those experiences through other relationships. Right. Um, yeah, my mother do. is a narcissist. My mother is very much a narcissist as well, and she was very abusive emotionally, physically, and verbally abusive. But um, what I was going to say was I wanted the relationship so bad as well because I never, when I left my ex-husband, I never brought a man around my sons. I said the only man that I would bring around my children would be the man I plan on marrying because I was married to their father and I had more respect for my, my sons to be bringing different guys around them. So when I brought this guy around, they were like, mom, this is so weird. I've never seen you with a man before. You know what I'm saying? That That's like, I've never, and he was all hugging me and he was like, this is how you treat a woman, like teaching my boys how to be loving to a woman and everything like that. But um, I, I, I'm still dealing with the effects of that narcissistic relation, <laughs> relationship with my sons he just like he gaslighted me and love bombed me loved by my sons and then took the shit away and my youngest son now i'm still dealing with so much from him because he said mom he didn't even say goodbye to us he didn't even tell us when he was moving he was just gone mm -hmm. and he is hurting so bad he's been acting out and that's i've been dealing with a lot of a lot of shit from him because yeah. it's almost like he's looking for love too and my ex, his father was an alcoholic, so he never got that love from his father. So I just feel like maybe he doesn't even know what love is himself because mm. besides his mother and maybe his grandmother, who showed him shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. people, men and women, when you guys get into relationships and there's children involved, you can't just keep hopping in and out of relationships with women or men with children. You can't get these children attached to you. Right. And especially when it comes to you, if you know you're a fucked up ass person, because he's even said, I know I'm a fucked up ass person. He's even said this shit. So if you know you're a fucked up ass person. Stay the fuck away from people and their kids because you guys have no idea the effects that you have on the children after you leave that woman or that man. It has really, really affected my children that this man has not even kept in touch with them, didn't even say, okay, you guys knew I was moving, but today would be my last day here. Goodbye. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to keep in touch. None of that fucking shit. He just moved out. You know, we knew it was coming, but so, they just didn't know when. And then they late. look up and his shit is, he's out. It's gone. So, so he was a magician as well um so think about this David going back Copperfield. to this comment doing going back to this comment here our boundaries established. i think that's important right there people don't establish boundaries 
anymore. There's no there's no more rules to dating or relationships anymore. People get together and I mean it's I think we are a a overly hyper sexualized society. So, you know, fellas, they don't even care what anything look at. They just look at booty. I, you know, I mean, I done had guys point stuff out. I'm like, bro, for real? That's disgusting looking. Stop. You know, but they just, it's just, That's it moves. It. If it jiggles, then it means I need to get at it. You know, it's like, oh, stop. But, it, it, you know, no, I, I know personally, I, 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 I got to have some, some connection here. I mean, right. I'm, I'm past that. I'm, I can remember being able to just, you know, jump on anything to move, but, at this but we're, point, we're grown I, now. We're grown. We're grown. And yeah. so now right, it's a right. situation where I don't seen enough naked bodies to where, you know, it doesn't do anything for me to just see a naked woman anymore. So, um, right. you know, skin tight clothes, this, that, and the other. It's no big deal. I need some, I you know, I would, I would be more, I need some sapiosexual, you know, attraction going on. Right. Yeah, we need to be able mm-hmm. to talk, have conversation. Mm-hmm. And and that turns me on more than anything else. Uh, James Craycroft, uh, again, you know, for the love of James, um, when my wife at the time told me the marriage was over, and this this Gigi, you just said something uh, about the way dude left, and it made me think about this comment here. When my wife at the time told me the marriage was over, was through a text. Then we did talk about it. Mm. I was devastated, and she showed absolutely no emotions. The entire time. Where is this? Where is this bitch? And then what they do is his thing was because of how you guys feel about me. I know how I know how the boys feel about me, or I know how you guys really feel about me. It's always I'm doing my actions are really because I know how you feel about me, not because of the things that my actions that I've done to hurt you guys. It's always because of the way you guys no no accountability. Yeah, no accountability. Zero zilch. No, but you know what? It's almost mm-hmm. like it's you know, I know it hurts your children that he's not around, but it's almost like it's a good thing that they don't have that influence over them because think not about anymore, like that yeah. influence that influence could influence right. them to grow up to be that type of man. So it's a exactly. good thing that the he's first, out of the picture. The, next thing they right, know, the first next year, thing you know. like I said, when he was he taught him how to dress. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to give him the, some credit. He really taught him basketball. He did work with them a lot. Got them. I mean, helped him a lot with basketball. They lost a lot of weight. Just totally turned my son. Both of them around. Taught him how to be. Um, you know, just taught him some. He did do some cool points. You know what I'm saying? So when he didn't have have to help things to help financially. I was like, well, he, you know, he would buy them a lot of clothes and, you know, I was like, okay, he is doing that stuff for them. But after that, when things were get things were getting so bad, it was like down, up, down, up, down, up, you know what I'm saying? Then it just became all down. Just, you know what I'm, it just, he just re- basically removed himself from the boys and we were still going out. We were still doing stuff together. Even though I know we, he was moving out, just trying to hold on to something. Mm-hmm. And like, you're right. You know, it, it is best because if, if it was still the way it would have been the last couple of years that now, at least I know my son wouldn't be acting out because he would be too scared because there's a male here, but emotionally there would still be nothing. There would be nothing between him and my boys. They just barely even talked. Plus, right. plus, he probably, you know, he probably, they, they, one father they had 
he's you know they it just really disappointed him. Well, people are disposable to narcissists that's the one thing they, they are they throw you away yeah. they don't have this for you anymore um mm-hmm. totally disposable on a Damn whole other level um i think my nine-year-old son is a narcissist it's a it, and they are opportunists they are Super opportunist. Super opportunist. Very I much mean, so. Well, that's yes. the thing. They will step on you to get to where they want to be. And then they will they, blame and he you. Did. They yes, he did. They stepped on you. <laughs> you know? Yep. And then and they, they get where they want to be, they baby. You, if they can't find new supply, they will circle back around to the old supply. They will circle back around. Yep. Um, we we talked about Ooh. narcissism on our podcast one time. And a girl was on. And she was just like, she was like, I loved when he had a girlfriend because when he had a girlfriend, he wasn't bothering me. But when he, when he would break up with somebody, he was back on her because she had his child. And that's another thing. They use the child to abuse you too. You know, yep. use the child to hurt you. So, um, and I don't know if it's on balance, you know, like where they do balance stuff, but that's when you get to that kind of malignant narcissism that is like, um, pathological, you know, um, that is when they, they, you know, some people, they can be violent. They can hurt kids and hurt people. But there are different types. Not in the DSM, like, there's, there, it's not different in the DSM. Like, the criteria you had in those questions that you were asking, um, Joseph, those were pretty consistent with what's in the DSM. Um, what, what's DSM mean? Oh, that's the diagnostic uh, manual. That's what we use for uh, diagnosing uh, mental disorders. Okay. So um, that is. You was talking about it's going down in the DM. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. That's what they use. Yeah. So it's not broken down into yeah. different. People have researched like different types of narcissism. Um, and so there's like covert narcissism, overt narcissism. Like overt is like when people are narcissistic. So now you got narcissistic spies? Yeah. It, well, it's like a spectrum, kind of like when you have a spectrum of other disorders, but um, it's right. still. Like people are still researching it and stuff, so mm-hmm. um, oh. yeah. That, I Gigi, mean, it, it, it was good that you it. that you didn't have, you know, like like I said, it's good that he's not around no more because you don't need your sons, you know, growing up and 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 talking to their girlfriends, talking about some. Look at my pretty shit. I got pretty shit, don't I? Girl, look in that toilet. I said, look in that toilet. Eat the cake, anime. Look in that toilet at that pretty ass shit. You don't what need that. Do? Oh, you told him he got pretty shit. He'd be like, yeah, my other girlfriends told me that, too. Yeah. I, mean, I heard that before. You're nothing. You're nothing. What is you saying? Yeah. Well, look at some of these comments, though. Kim uh, K-Day, she says, the lack of empathy is, empathy is real, and they mm-hmm. can care less about the pain you are enduring they don't care. That's deep right there. Dr. If Jekyll you cry or show Mr. weakness Hyde. in front of them, they get off on that. Yes, they they love to see you cry. They love to see you show weakness. It like and, and they just dig even more into that. Damn, let me, I mean, what is this like? Let me see your tears, bitch. Let me see. Let me see your tears. You ain't crying enough. You ain't crying enough. I mean, that's what, what they do. I mean, that's how they. Yeah. That's how they feed their ego. Yeah, that's how they feed their ego. That's why they call it supply. That's how they yeah. feed their ego and make yeah. them feel better that's about themselves. Is. Narcissists, yep. they have low self-esteem and low self-worth. Yeah, they so do. They other people down with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they'll swear that they're, they have high self-esteem, but deep down, is, there's really something else going on that they, they really 
don't have the self-esteem that they, well, no, um, they, they they have they have a false sense of self-confidence false sense of self-confidence mm -hmm. right to show outwardly that show that they're confident but mm -hmm. really they're very insecure and yeah. so that's the that's the thing and and it's sad because honestly these people who uh people who have narcissism or you know have, have the disorder they usually have had pretty rough stories themselves or come from mm -hmm. things that have happened yeah. to them, they haven't healed from and like i said in the beginning that they build up a persona you know to make mm -hmm. them feel like you got bullied when you was younger and you still hold that and so when you older now, you go, ah, we'll burn that and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like because they still feel like they ain't healed from from feeling like they didn't do what they the shame of maybe not handling another situation in a different way, you know? So it's um it's rooted in shame, really. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of insecurity and stuff is rooted in, in shame. Yeah. Use. Yeah. What's oh, crazy so is that oh go ahead. Sorry, Joe. Now, just I was reading some more comments here because we got a lot of them. Uh, Robin right. Banks Mosley, she says they believe love is everything. Forget all the other things in a relationship; love will hold it together no matter what was done. She uh, and I actually had a really good conversation in my DM, like when I put it out that we were researching for this show. She's mm -hmm. got a very interesting story to share, also, and she was interested wow. in coming on. I thought she was about. We'd to love to have her come on for next that. year. I like to do it. Another, they were doing a series part two. Yeah, next we, week we, we may need to do a part two. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I feel like well. we can really help some people. And you see that yeah. mm -hmm. from Kim Nardi, she's yeah. got a story to tell too. Yeah, I, I saw her down there in her comments. You know yeah. that narcissistic personality disorder is not the only personality disorder. Like a lot of people, it's not. they will be like, oh, they narcissistic because they have certain traits. But it's like, no, nah, sometimes they borderline, sometimes they antisocial, right. like that there are other traits. Yeah. That those disorders, I'm sure, yeah. and that's why we have to be specific. Like, that there is a certain criteria that you have to meet. Um, I like think pimpology. Yeah, like Wait, sometimes they're just a bad person. Yeah, my ex-husband had bipolar, so I had to deal with someone who was bipolar. And okay, when you're dealing with someone with bipolar, and these are both military men, we're dealing with someone who's in the military and bipolar. Yeah, you're dealing with depression you're dealing with highs i love you i hate you i want to kill you i want to kill myself PTSD. i mean like i had to deal with him wanting to murder suicide kill me my two sons by him my other son and his me of course me and himself as well going through uh mental hospitals I just, I just, going standing there for two weeks to a month leaving you know me having to take care of the boys and figure things out me having to, you know, make sure he was taking his medicine when he didn't. I instantly knew when he stopped taking his medicine, we were in danger. Me having to run, scoop up my children and run. I don't know how many times in years of my marriage. So there's all kind of personality disorders when you're she, dealing with people. It doesn't shit. have to be necessarily with an intimate relationship. Like I said, my mother was a narcissist. And not only that, she had PTSD and she was abusive. She was abused, so she did what she knew how to do. That was abuse. I just don't understand like murder suicide. Yeah. Like a motherfucker be lazy as hell, and then all of a sudden they want to do a whole lot of work, kill everybody. That's just crazy. He um, called the police on himself because he was about to kill everybody in the house, including himself. What? what? Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna crazy. 
right. And I, um, yeah, and I, I constantly knew. I used to fantasize about my death and how people would see me in my coffin and who was going to cry, who was going to go to my funeral. Because I knew staying in that relationship and that marriage, I would eventually be dead. Every day I dreamed about, I just thought about how I was going to die and um, just me and my casket. And this was daily. And I knew I had to get out of there eventually and when I was able to leave. But I fantasized about it because it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah. All right, so I want to get yeah, to these comments. Know, I think it's important too. Um, before we, um, it's like with narcissism to know that that your story, like you, those are real experiences. But sometimes uh, women do villainize men when they don't mm-hmm. they want out of the relationship. You know, and right? Mm-hmm. They, they become the people that want to sabotage. You know, too. And so, um, well, well, let's well yeah. let's say let's let's say this. Whenever a relationship whenever things aren't working mm-hmm. people tend to now all of a sudden every little thing becomes a problem mm-hmm. right when 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 stuff right. isn't working and you're not working through it then all of a sudden every little thing becomes a problem True. and you just look at you know right. so maybe not so much as 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 and i mean i agree with the villainizing but i think sometimes it's it's just the relationship isn't working so every little thing becomes a problem so then you start pointing every little thing out and 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 that in a sense is you know where that can come from as well where somebody's saying you know he's he's this he's this he's this he's this he's this um, but really you're just not happy right um, right and, right and you probably just need to just get out the relationship because you're just not happy anyway mm-hmm. whatever was whatever was great was broken and whether y'all not doing the work to fix it or you've done the work and it can't be fixed then it's just time to get out of the relationship because it's, right. it's not working. Now, right. now like my most recent ex, I would say like he I wouldn't say like he was he wasn't a bad person. He just wasn't a good person for me. That's the best way for me to put it. Right. Not everybody's a bad person. He just wasn't a good person for me. Like my ex husband though, horrible person. I left right. him so my children wouldn't think that this is what love between a man and a woman would look like and was supposed to be like. And he's over there doing the same stuff to their stepmother that he was doing to me. The difference mm-hmm. is is I got out, she's staying over there. Mm-hmm. Me and you, I think, met each other similar close during close to the time we both had left our abusive husbands. I left mm-hmm. mine in two thousand seven. When did you look? We met in what? Oh nine. We oh right. We met. We met. Oh wait, did you two trauma bond? Wait, hold on, hold on. No, <laughs> you trauma bonded. No, no, I we didn't even know. I broke. I met her when I broke up with the guy that lied about his age and lied about being right. married and all the lies, the lies, the lies, right. the lies, the lies. We met through that. Was there we had another podcast. Right. Yeah, okay. We had another podcast going on. Yeah. I, I got to get to the, the rest lies, of these the comments here. The I got to get through these comments. So, so Joseph Reed says, that's a play out of the break, a chick college playbook. If done mutually, it leads to a balance of empowerment for both or all parties involved. Iceberg Slim may have mentioned it in his documentary. Uh, so now we're talking about the, the pimpish uh, personalities of a narcissist. Uh, Kim Nardi says, my parents were great. No trauma until him. My ex did me caveman style, clubbed me over the head and drug me to a spot. Never loved him, was terrified 
it was violent. Did he really use a club? Well, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know her. I know her personally. We might have to have her on to tell that story if she's comfortable. She's. I would love to hear her story. You know, I I know I know women that I mean I man I know women get dragged down the steps by their hair. I mean, just just crazy stuff. I, I just and I don't I don't understand it because you know you look I I still think women are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. You know what I mean? Like I, I am. I still believe in that. You know. Uh, well, sometimes but, they just men think they own you until you know, like they will they really feel like you're their property. Like men, some men who are. But but I think when it gets to that balance stage, there's I think there's definitely like some other stuff. That's crazy. That, you know what? And that's how I felt when I was in that relationship. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was loved. I felt like he was obsessed with me. Yeah. So, I didn't feel like it was ever really love. And I, I think when we talked about where the insecurity comes from, I mean, it could be a number of things. But typically, mm -hmm. you know, I, I you know, uh, hate begets hate. Um, you know, sexual trauma begets sexual trauma. Uh, you know, uh, physical abuse begets physical abuse. So mm -hmm. typically, whatever this person is putting out is what they've been through uh, in their past. It, it was it, they they saw it. Therefore, they experienced it. Um, and or they. Well, I don't they, know where uh, he would have thought felt it that from because his well, mother wasn't like, like that. Neither was his. Well, no, I mean you already explained. You already explained that he didn't get love from his father. Um, and his, uh, uh, something yeah, maybe that's where his father, father was really not there that much. Just he was an alcoholic. Well, and he felt well, like his and, father, and even as an alcoholic, even I mean it. It wouldn't. Well, he felt like his father. Only, only thing his father was here for. It's to reproduce, make him and his sister. Otherwise, his father should not even been on this earth. But then look at the relationship with him and his two sons and the other kids that he didn't have. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the other kids that he had, but his two sons are their their relationship is basically non-existent. So he he's the type to let me just keep doing a redo. I'm gonna just keep doing like Call of Duty. I'm just gonna keep doing a redo. I'm just gonna get this extra life and I'm redo this again. I'm get this. Another one, and I'm just gonna redo this again. But uh, like, there's no. Well, I don't know. About it is when he asked about where it comes from. It can come from any type of trauma. It can come right. from yeah. any type of. You can build up these ideas about yourself and about the you'll know, change your whole worldview where you are the primary <laughs> focus, like based on the traumas that you go through, and a lot of it relates to like what they call neuroticism, is where you. Uh, your inability like emotional instability um like basically not being able to like self-regulate when it comes to your emotions. Right. so yeah. they they experience like not having that admiration or people not doing something like it, it's it's a shock to them you know because they are deeply insecure so it doesn't have to be like like how you say like sexual trauma you know, some people, they experience sexual trauma, they might sexually act out. Or some people, they get abused, they might. Yeah. This is, this, a personality disorder can develop from any type of. Yeah, I feel like it, you got a 50-50 right. chance of someone who has had sexual trauma. There's a 50-50 chance of whether they're going to be, uh, 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 act out and be extremely promiscuous and, and, and yeah. just, you know, getting it, get, 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 get it. Or whether they're gonna be extremely reclusive, reserved, 
And, and you know, I, I, I heard a woman say uh, in the past that she only has sex with the, the men that she was in a relationship because they wanted to, never because she wanted to. Right. Um, you know, and... Uh, and then you have yeah. people like R. Kelly, who, how he dealt with his sexual trauma being molested by his sister is going out and becoming a sexual predator as well. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, it is thing sometimes if you don't feel what hurt you, you might become what what it was. You know, like that's why I say sometimes even women or men who deal with narcissistic people, they end up you know exhibiting some of those traits just from having dealt with it for years. You know, you, right. you have to mm-hmm. take on traits of people when when you around them. Either either they pick up traits off you, or you pick up traits off mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's and and so. It's a lie. So, so here, let me let me get let me get there. I'm gonna get through the rest of these comments, and then we'll okay. we'll we'll, we'll uh, comment and wrap up. But uh, you know, like you said, uh, T sharing this, and, you know, having a part two stuff like that uh, can definitely help some people. Like Shana Dixon said, this conversation has definitely opened my eyes to previous relationships and hopefully future relationships for uh, any single people out there. Uh, you know, they can kind of go through a checklist in their mind. And say, oh no, hold on. Let me let me jump back on YouTube, Facebook, or Spotify, or Instagram, and let me check. Uh, no panties after dark. Let me see that part talking. right there. That part right I, I there. Think, we helping yeah, people. So exactly. So how much do you all think not having a good example of what being a good man looks like uh, and requires? So how much do you all think not having a good example of what being a good man looks like and requires uh, maybe plays a part? I think that plays a huge part into it. Because again, is is it is it, it does a woman typically pick the wrong man in a situation like that because she, you know, didn't have a good father to compare him to? And the same thing for a man picking the wrong woman. It could, but at the same time, like I had a grandfather who who was very, you know, much in my life in, when I when I lived with my grand my grandmother and grandfather, and he's the one that shot like I don't, which is he's the reason why I don't touch doors when I go out on dates. I better not touch a fucking door. I better not walk on the outside of the street and different things like that. So when I met my ex, the things that he was doing very much reminded me, you know, the 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 love bombing reminded me of how my grandfather treated me. That kind of like that old school love, but again. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of bullshit, but I don't I don't know why. Um, I think I have myself to blame because when I started seeing different signs, I ignored them and I tried to make things right. I constantly found myself trying to make things right. So there's no way in the world I'm going to because of my my father was a um, my father was an alcoholic and a drug addict my biological father, but my father was also a Vietnam War vet with a Purple Heart and PTSD. So I'm not going to get, I don't want a man who was a drug addict and alcoholic, but I did crave those type of men who were very similar to my grandfather, even though when those, when those, um, when they would Mm -hmm. stop acting like him or doing those things Mm -hmm. that I liked that reminded me of him, I was constantly trying to crave that and get that back despite problems. So does the lack of a good man at a young age 
plays a major role in the narcissistic adult behavior. Like, does a kid show these traits? Can a kid show narcissistic? Uh, like I said, some of these descriptions, you know, uh, just not being empathetic. You know, my nine-year-old, you know, I hope his mom. Sounds like a like, sociopath to me. <laughs> like asshole. Right. <laughs> that, um, kids can definitely start to exhibit the traits uh, early yeah. on, but yeah, they can. really, uh, they they really won't be diagnosed with that unless they're eighteen. Um, yeah. Why do you say that? Well, because your personality takes time to develop, and you got to think with kids, they go through adolescence, they go through hormonal changes that change their attitude and beliefs, and sometimes you know some things like I, that. I, I, scientifically a human brain is not fully developed until age 21 so um i definitely understand that and i think i think honestly in a lot of situations if we would just take little simple uh things like that into play as we are are grooming our children nurturing our children stuff like that just understand you know until age 21 uh, human brain is not fully developed. So that means that everything you do before the fact is either going to help or hinder. So you smoke weed before age 21, you fucking yourself up uh, in a lot of ways that you don't even realize. You 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 you, you could have been great and now you're not because you started smoking weed. Um, you know, you started well, drinking shit, now we know what before happened to me. 21. You could have been great, but now oh. you're not because you fucking was drinking before 21. as a problem. You fucked up your brain cells. They weren't even fully developed as a problem. I'm a lost cause, Joe. Know. I'm a lost cause. Yeah. He's having sex before 21. Therefore, you just you could have been great, but, but now you are a narcissist. So it's a problem. I need uh, to get so, no do over. I need to get no do over. How does not you ain't get no do over, man. girl? <laughs> I ain't gonna do all that. I think the biggest thing to pay attention to in kids she's, and she, she's working on a do over right now. I mean, you know, she. Yeah, she, and I think she's trying to audition to be part of the Titty podcast uh, as well. I mean, well, I, I have my pajamas. These are pajamas. <laughs> uh, I would. I, I wanted to. I didn't want it to get away from me about the kids, though. I think looking at the kids, really, just you know, making sure that your kids have empathy for other people. Like that they not. Bully, they don't have bullying traits. Like that that competitive nature that is unhealthy. Like yeah, mm -hmm. some people. Are, competitive but then you have people that are overly competitive and very um you know uh uh putting other kids down and you know like that kind of stuff you know so um so i would just pay attention to right. that kids development you know like i, I have a, a son that's a football star and like over his years he was so you know he, he built up a lot of arrogance about himself you know, but I had to had to make sure I retain that that you don't think you're better than nobody else. You know, like you are better at this, you know, than a lot of people, but you're not better than them as a human being, as a person. You know, right, right. I'm and working with my daughter on that right now. She's like a mini <laughs> Regina George, and very popular too. She's very pretty. Everybody wants to be her friend, and she's the leader of the friend group. Been working on her with that because I was like, I see, cannot raise mean girl. You don't want to be a girl. No. This is this is see this see this is what I'm talking about. See, the covert narcs are so funny, charming. charming, loving, and the grand performance in front of other people until oh you goodness. are one on on one and their mm -hmm. demon traits come out. 
So if you Ooh, try to that share part, right story, demon time, right. because of the public charm. Okay, okay. We be so, demon time behind closed doors, but they're very charming. Very charming. I, I feel better now because I was like, really you know, damn, they're charming. Like I'm charming too. You know, in the grandpa, but but you know, I'm the same whether the people here or whether people ain't. Yeah, they, and I, I think they I think are I would ask for Joe. Yeah, I would ask for Joe. I've known Joe a lot of years. We've been close friends for a lot of years. Joe is a great guy. I would vouch for you, Joe. You are not a narcissist. No, he's don't not. Let, don't let him carry me away. <laughs> I would vouch for Joe every day of the week. That's what's up. So yes, what is this? I appreciate that. Um, Joseph Reeves says, I had a major TBI in 2000. Uh, a TBI. For a second, I thought, it, I thought I was, in my head, I was like UTI. But um, a, a major TBI in 2000. If I had not studied the psychological effects, I would not have found myself. Head injuries from sports or bicycle accidents as children play a role. <laughs> Uh, oh man, that's what's up, Joe. You're not a narcissist. You're a standard. Preacher's kid turned out good. Oh, thank you, bro. I was bad for a minute though. I ain't gonna lie. Yes, appreciate <laughs> this comment. They're charming with an agenda. You ain't never lied. Absolutely, absolutely. And then get mad because you tell them that because you're on air always. I didn't know. Because when you when they get mad at you for you thinking that they're a certain way, but then they end up in exactly what. You thought they were, but they were mad at you because you thought they were. You know, it's just like, crazy you know, to me that people I really think like that. The way you are. <laughs> yeah, the it's just you crazy really that are. people think like that and they set out with this agenda and I'm going to be this over here so that mm -hmm. way nobody will believe me when you say that. That's crazy to me that people yeah. think like that and put that yeah. together. Like, who thinks like that? Like, I can't even, yeah, that's crazy to me. Ain't that I feel like you're a certain way, but then you show me that you're exactly who you are, but you got mad at me because I told you that's who I thought you were. Yeah, that's crazy. What? That's right. craziness. What? That people actually think like that. and, and mm -hmm. that's, I can't wrap right. my brain around it, how people sit and that's just crazy. Girl. Yeah. Exactly. My office hours are from nine to five. No, I'm just <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I'm gonna be Come on, Big Red. Come on, Big Red. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Right. But, yeah. That's how I had to do so my ex-husband when he texted about the kids. Like, we got certain hours now. You can only contact me during these certain hours. I'll be up. I'll be on my phone. I'll see that text come through. I will not answer it. My office hours. Day, during oh, those office hours. <laughs> my come office on, hours are nine to five. To five. Big Red. Play Big Red. Oh, what are we, what are we playing? What's this? This narcissist getting intense criticism, blowback, and scrutiny, and thought, I too would like to have that kind of attention. <laughs> and have you ever wanted to know that and other people? But maybe you haven't known how to demand the attention you deserve while knowing the world revolves around you. You've probably even thought there's no hope for you. But that all stops now because today I'm gonna to teach you how to become a purebred narcissist. <laughs> Kill your empathy. When someone's pouring their heart out and sharing their pain and suffering with you, you wanna lead with a sociopathic forward level of disconnection and finish mm -hmm. with 
softer notes of condescension. <laughs> I just, I can't believe she did this to me. Seems like you brought that all on yourself. Gaslight people you're in a relationship with. When you say something horrible to people, which is often because they deserve it, and then they bring it up later, deny it and psychologically twist it around to make them feel like they're crazy for accurately remembering what you said. Mm -hmm. Because they are crazy. I feel so hurt when you make me feel stupid. I don't make you feel stupid. Last night you literally said you're so stupid for overcooking a chicken. No, I said chickens are stupid animals. They'll literally peck each other to death. You need to pay closer attention to what I say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make everything about you. Lazy people let things that don't have anything to do with them not be about them. But narcissists know how to take things that aren't about them and make them about them because they are about them. So you'll want to insert yourself right into the middle of any conversation or situation so other people will know that their world should revolve around you. I just got this new couch and pillows. It makes the room feel so cozy. I'm glad I could buy this house and make all the money that made this possible. You're welcome. Command compliments. <laughs> when people are too stupid to notice what they should be complimenting you about, help them out in the most charitable way possible by holding their hand and walking them right into the compliment they should be sharing with you. No one hits the gym harder than me. How do my abs look to you? They look good. They look pretty ripped. They do, don't they? Think you're the greatest. With anything you do, there's a judge and jury that gets to decide who the greatest is. And that judge and jury is you. Because you're the greatest judge and jury of all time. So with whatever you're doing, be sure to remember that you're the greatest. <laughs> I have the best YouTube channel on the whole internet. What about Casey Neistat and Miranda Sings? They have like 15 times more followers than you. Those are fake followers and they don't know how to make real videos. Manipulate. Instead of asking for what you want and risking the feeling of rejection if they say no, take away a person's ability to say no by not asking for what you want. In its place, get them to do what you want them to do without them knowing they're doing it for you. This will leave them used and you in control. You've always been really intelligent with wise investment opportunities. I've always admired that about you. I've actually got one of those opportunities right here we could use your money for, unless I was wrong about you. Oh, no, no, like that, that looks like a great investment for us to make. Yeah, if you think so. Believe everything you think with certainty. Humbleness is a sign of insecurity, weakness, or being Japanese, but probably all three. <laughs> Instead of embodying that poison, as a narcissist, the graceful arrogance of being certain that everything you think is absolutely true because you thought of it is a much better fit. I don't think that water filter is working. Uh, no, it's working right. I installed it myself. Yeah, but the water is brown. No, it's not. You are getting hysterical and you're clearly delusional. Guys, now you know how to be a purebred narcissist so you can get the attention and significance that you deserve. And also now when your ex-girlfriend is whining to her friends about how you were such a narcissist, she won't just be lying and victimizing herself anymore. She'll be telling the truth, which will be nice for a change. In addition to thanking my abs for sponsoring this video, I want to thank Element Recharge for sponsoring this video. I'll just put my shirt on so I can pretend like I'm humble. I've been drinking Element Recharge every day and in the mornings and while I work out. 
so I can be super well hydrated so I can feel my best. I've always looked at hydration as the number one thing you can do for your health and energy. But here's the thing, drinking water is only part of the equation. You can't be well hydrated unless you have the right electrolytes with your water. And a lot of electrolyte supplements are not only inferior, but they're also loaded with sugar. And in my opinion, it is insane to drink sugar to get electrolytes. That's like using beer to wash down your vitamins. That's where Element Recharge comes into play. It's got a scientifically formulated balance of electrolytes, and it contains zero sugar, artificial flavorings, or any other junk. It's just pure, balanced, potent electrolytes, and it tastes great. And it also comes with a no- I'm not saying I thought we were still <laughs> yeah, watching Narcissist. Yeah, he lost me. <laughs> Why watch yeah, the electrolytes? Gotta, gotta pay some bills. Gotta pay some bills. I definitely right. get it. Oh, okay. um, Joseph Reeves says, is it a state of denial? Uh, uh, Shana Dixon, she says, yeah, but then it's your fault that you're actually on to them. So they're still going to do a mind trick on you and make you question if you're really the problem. So, well, uh, I tell you what, ladies, um, this is empty. And yeah, mine uh, been empty. Yeah, it's, mine it's, gone. It's, I gotta get it's, it's ready. About, to, it's uh, about that time. It's about boys, that be time. home in a minute. Gotta, you know, get the dinner I, together or fix it up. Watch your son go come in and be like, "Mama, look at my doo doo. I got some perfect." Doo doo and data. You should no, see. No, my friend. Doo doo. No, but for reals, um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I tell you what, this has been a very enlightening show. Um, yes. I definitely wanted to end yeah. it with uh, a little bit of comedy to lighten it up a little bit because you know y'all just over here dropping bricks, heavy, heavy bricks out there. Um, it's it's tough, you know, because you know I, I again. When I think of narcissists, I think of men. I don't think of women as narcissists. Uh, but you know, there are the love of James, um, right? They definitely are. Um, you know, so I, I just all I can say is that you know, honestly, um, there's a lot of fucked up people out here, mm -hmm. and uh, I um, I don't want to meet them. I I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care to know them. So. Me you know, either. That's that's that's, that's my you. wrap up. Two cents for the end of the night. Um, sis, uh, Laquisha, appreciate mm -hmm. you. Any last words before you know anything? Person can do. I, listen, I, I do want to say this. If you plan on uh, you know murdering your narcissist or anything like that, um, just take it off of our YouTube channel um, when you do that. I don't want to have us associated with that. Um, I don't want any backlash. But at the same time, I am a life insurance agent um, licensed in like 25 states uh, across the U.S. So, so call if, uh, Joe before you, you do know, it. Yeah, call you me before so we can before. at least at least uh, focus on, um, you know, getting you some type of uh, financial, you know, You're going to need it for your legal bill. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. Kill him, get out of jail. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sounds shit. like a plan. <laughs> we ain't shit. <laughs> exactly. Laquisha's like, these motherfuckers are... I ain't got nothing to do with it. I didn't hear perpetrating nothing. Me. I ain't trying to be perpetrated. They don't implement me in nothing. Somebody, I'm not a, but I would say there's a book that's really good. Um, 
Yes, yes. Called, uh, men who hate women and the women who love them. And uh, mm. ooh, it's, sounds uh, like it's, niggas is locked up. That's getting a uh, fan mail. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also codependent no more is a good one because that's about emotional codependency. Mm. And a lot of times narcissists end up with people who are codependent. Mm -hmm. so, the um, empaths. We're called yeah. empaths. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh codependent no more. I think that's by Melanie. I think her name is Melanie B Melody Beatty. And then the other one is I forget her name, but it's called it's it's a I think it's a white book with red letters, but it says, you know, uh, men who hate women and the women who love them. But it talks about the love bombing, it talks about those world mm -hmm. that happen so fast you get so caught up in them and then it start changing and you you really didn't see it coming. So yeah. But that's a good one, and I, I would just say, you know, we 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 as as adults, especially at this age, we gotta take our time to get to know people. You know, it takes time to see a person's personality. Yes, you it cannot does. get to know someone through their booty, fellas. Stop, stop, all right, stop. It's not just about sex, man. Because once the sex is over with and you're bored, guess what? You want to have something more there. To, to be able to, to, to do. You won't be able to talk exactly. to this person. Exactly. So stay out of my DMs, big dog. Exactly. Yeah, stay out of my goddamn DMs. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't even read them. You know what? I'll be ignoring them. So most of the DMs I ignore. That should be less left in message yeah. requests. And yeah, I would like yeah. counseling if you have been with a narcissist because usually people who've been with a narcissist need to unpack that. So tell them how they can uh, reach out to you to get a session uh, with you. Um, my uh, my uh, email is laquisha.moore at gmail.com. It's L-A-Q-U-I-S-H-A dot Moore at gmail.com. Also can be reached at Levitate Counseling um, at gmail.com. And that's L-E-V-I-T-A-T-E. Um, and that's v, v like Victor, right? Yeah. And so... Um, and then um, my phone number, I, I use my same phone number for business and personal, but it's 502-315-9969. Okay. So. Well, thank you for coming to um, and blessing us on our podcast. No problem. I enjoy it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. And I still believe that um, uh, you and Jasmine Presley should really look at y'all's family tree because um, I swear y'all, y'all, Look alike. I'm, I'm telling you. So. I think, I think, I, I, you know, maybe I'm just saying it because of the dreads and 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 the complexion. But I don't know. Y'all look like y'all could be related. And well, I think I, she's very pretty, so I don't, I don't have a problem I, I, being compared to. Yeah, y'all could be related, so I think y'all should like look up the family tree. So uh, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Big Sean and um, Fabulous figured that out. It might be my cousin. Exactly. You know, Big Sean and Fabulous figured it out. Just because fans was talking about it, and uh, then they mm -hmm. went and did research and found out that they were literally brothers. Uh, you know, Jersey versus New York. Daddy was a Rolling Stone. Really? Mm. Wow! I, I love Big I Sean. Know I did not know that him and Fabulous was brothers. Yep. I know and, he, and and he didn't want to bring it out or talk about it much because he didn't want uh, people to think he got in the game because of uh, uh, fabulous, okay. you know, but that's uh, amazing he's... that they both end up doing that and they were, you know, right? right. Yeah. Joe yeah, stay dropping jewels on us. That's okay. that's that's the importance of uh, you know, sperm is strong, 
sperm holds a lot. You know, can't do okay, shit. Okay, Elon Musk, daddy. <laughs> okay. But, you know, like Elon said, he was just contributing to the underpopulation. Uh, it was his daddy, <laughs> his seventy-six-year-old daddy. <laughs> but remember, Elon Musk, he had twins recently, and uh, uh, he was saying that he was just contributing to the underpopulation of uh, Earth. That's what he said. Yep. That's what so. he said. But. Hey, tonight, great show. Absolutely love it. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody out there. Uh, shout out to you, too, for the love of James. That's his new name now. And, Thank you so uh, much, James. That. Thank you, everyone. We're going to work on that uh, whole thing because I think that would be dope to uh, I think so fix too. him up. I can't wait. Somebody dope. Right. And then we would be responsible. And then, and then we could have all the love and adoration uh, for being responsible for that. And so every time they come on and, and they comment together, then we can say, yes, uh, you guys are welcome. Not because we're narcissists or anything like that. No, Thank you, everyone, in the comments. The dark wedding. <laughs> Thank you, comment Dude. section. We appreciate you. Absolutely. As always. Until next week, same place, same time. Uh, it is no panties after dark. I love it. Peace, y'all. Absolutely. Right, thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for joining us.